Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Grandmaster B. Big T. Chee Chee. So we got both members of the actual chaos in the building. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. We so talked about good it. to have you here, <laughs> brother. We talked about it last week and we made it happen. This guy in the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you put chip on it, man. Put chip on it. It's not me. I'm telling you guys. Now we got his going on. Oh, I moved it. It stopped. Yeah, let's. Okay, so we're good. Keep going. Keep going, man. A little technical <laughs> difficulty. That's all right. We'll work through it. So yeah, no, it was awesome. We talked about it last week. I gave Sam a call. Find out he's a listener to the show. Loves it every week. And he actually watched the YouTube a little bit. And we reconnected. And poof, here we are. Yeah. Awesome, man. Gigi, thanks for coming in. This is a, it's a pleasure. Um, as a former musician myself, like Sammy's told me a bunch of stories and I can't wait to hear and learn more about you guys from back in the day. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I am a big fan of the show, and uh, I can't wait to share this stuff with you guys. And once and again, everybody out there. you told me you're a big C-Rebel fan. Yes. <laughs> I got fans everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, you can definitely tell when he's in the house. <laughs> he takes up about 60% of the mic time on a three-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. He's crazy, man. So let's start from the beginning. So how'd you guys meet? How'd you guys God. hook up and start doing music together? Man, uh, that goes back to high school. High school. Actually, you worked with a couple of my um, high school friends. They Bonanza. and yeah. Ed White. Absolutely. Yeah, I worked at Bonanza little bit, with those A little guys. bit for Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, rest um, for him. That, yeah, so, he passed away last week. The last year, the poor guy. It was early this year. Sorry. Yeah, he was very lost. instrumental in, in, in me um, opening myself up. I was a very shy kid when I was younger. And Don was always very flamboyant, bigger than life type guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he was always into the, the rap scene and, and hip hop scene. And he uh, he went to Clintondale also with, yeah, with you. Yeah, but he dated most of the white chicks. Yes, at, he did. At Chippewa Valley. <laughs> he did. You know, so... <laughs> So let's put it this way. They liked peanut, they like chocolate in their peanut butter. Yes, they did. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nice. what Nothing th- wrong with so that. So we had a party at my house. I was probably, God, 17, maybe 16. My parents let me have a party downstairs. And Don was there. And he wrote on the bathroom wall down there, Dynamite Don with Magic Wand. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell wrote that on my damn wall? <laughs> this is Don, man. The Magic Don Wand. So yeah, Don turned me on to Sammy. and that Somebody time, get a dick? <laughs> Sam, yeah. was, Sam was dancing on the TV show, The Scene. Yeah. GPR 62. Yeah. Well, it's 6 hey. o'clock and it's time to rock. <laughs> we rock, rock, rock with my man, Nat Morris. I'm actually, yeah. I still I still see Nat Morris every yeah. now and then. I see some of the people there. Yeah, they have this little... Uh, it's like a reunion type thing down near MGM Casino. Yeah. There's an empty park outside and they put this 80 foot dance floor out there. They got lights and Fast Freddy's there, Moses, <laughs> yeah, right. all these, all these cats, you know, they're old as shit, but you know, they still want to dance still you know? got it. Yeah. and they still look good because yeah. most of them never work. Yeah. So, you know, I'm the opposite. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so. But, uh, 
So they had their rap group. It was Sam, Larry Fraboda, 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 and Tony Schrock, also known as As Rock. All right. <laughs> so they had a little demo tape out. They had a, this cool ass beat that he made on uh, on a Casio, wasn't it? I think it was a uh, Doctor a Boss, Doctor Beat, or something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So I got them on the scene. Yeah. Well, I talked to some people. They came down there and they and they worked it out. And Sam killed it. She killed it. She did the beatbox. He took that mic, man. He wasn't he wasn't camera shy. Nothing. So then they do the men's dance line, right? So these three start the dance line out. I forgot. This that. dude comes down the line doing the German smurf and he got that little kick in there and hit his feet. He was into a big yeah. chaos. Yeah. Oh yeah, Big T was killing Big T. Big T. Wow, wow, hey. Driving the sisters crazy. That's my boy. That's my boy. You got to think about it. So this is mid, it was 85, 86. Mm -hmm. And here, three white guys show up. And this is all pretty much predominantly African-American show. And they just took us in. They they, they were 100% behind us. They were loving it. Oh, yeah. And we weren't fake either. We come in, we come in swinging. Yeah. And it was uh, it was pretty cool. They put us on a couple of uh, commercials. It was yeah. Singleton Cleaners. Yeah. yeah. They actually used your beat for quite a few. Yeah. You were like, oh, they got proficient for them. Give me some royalties. Come on, bro. <laughs> they put them up on risers like when they were performing. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, great memories. That was really cool. We actually went to Cedar Point with the whole group. Did yeah. you go to that too or was that? Oh, yeah. No, no. I was there. Yeah, that was fun. That's now, awesome. is there any video of you on the scene? Oh, I, yeah. Is there, you can, is there uh, some actual video? You can you can YouTube it. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, people like will send me shit every now and then. It's like. <laughs> so to get into you this. Know, and I'm, like, my mindset is. Man, why? Why would I wear that sweater? That's stupid. Like, but this was '85. Right, you know, this was right? He was fresh beyond fresh. They was always jacked out sequins. Uh, he was just <laughs> dressed to kill. Had the Nat Morris thing going, but the time looking. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. Who, he had all the moves. Who influenced you guys? Like there had to be somebody that had to influence you to want to get into this whole scene that you were in back in the mid '80s. Well, we started doing like little local shows in Mount Clemens or the cabaret. Cabaret. The cabaret. So basically a kegger party. That's a kegger party, is. yeah, with okay. malt liquor. Let's just put it that way. All right. So we met Kenny, Kenny Dwayne Clark, KDC. who was our D our our DJ. Our so we DJ. so we brought him and he would DJ and then we'd come out there and we'd do some raps at these parties and stuff like that. And then uh there were there were two guys, oh, George and Jay. Yes, see that's why he's like Rain Man. He remembers George them. and nice. Jay. They were, like, nice. they were like the Mount Clemens. I am like Rain they Man. They were it in Mount Clemens rap scene. That was yeah. that was the folks. Yeah. And Who then, are you? Once again, George and Ray. You know, we come. <laughs> you know, we come walking in and all. Oh, you know, who, you know who are these white men? Like, <laughs> oh, we're 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 uh, chaos from Mount Clemens. You know, nice to meet everybody. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> but uh, it was fun, man. We always we always had a good time. There was never no beefs. Nothing. No. Yeah, yeah. Nothing stupid. Remember, they happened. thought that was fake though. When I hit that beatbox, they thought that oh, was yeah. pretend. Yeah, it was Kid Rock doing that show that time. Yes. So he he did this thing. He was cutting. <laughs> And 
and I kicked in and then I came in with it and then he yeah. cut it back and he cut it off and I pretended like I was lost and they're like oh it's fake it's fake but now don't you guys feel like it was it. not to cut you off I no, apologize no. but uh, no. back then it was a little bit more simpler like it was more about the oh, music because oh, like when definitely. I grew up and got into hip hop it was more like the gangster rap east and west coast yes. you know yeah. what I'm saying that's when I really got no, into no, it no no this was like you said it was a lot yeah. easier big, big yeah. poppy era of rap was more um in-depth storytelling yeah, and, yeah. And, and more musical. When we came into it, it was, we're at the top end of Run DMC. So that's very mm. simple type, you yeah. know, two MCs, microphone, uh, beatbox, or um, could be. There's nothing here, man. You gotta move the phone away. Yeah, it's your phone. It's, it, when it's there for a minute, it's gonna pick it up. Damn it. Okay. Keep going, Sam. Yeah. So the, we were talking the, 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 the songs have changed just in that small time frame. We were at the tail end of Run DMC, two MCs, microphone, just stabs and cuts, not real huge musical interludes. They, they, the interludes, they, they dropped a lot of, uh, you know, they were known as like the, the, um, the mixture of rock and rap. That's what Run mm -hmm. DMC was famous for. Mm -hmm. Right. But when, when Poppy come on the scene, it was more, beginning of that west east coast more song bass lines full music yeah. and it mm -hmm. changed a lot sure yeah. so it was much easier i think when we did it because i i bought a thesaurus over at kmart for three <laughs> bucks and that's how we come up <laughs> with our rhymes yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember yeah, that yeah. oh yeah we spent hours on that oh, yeah. all right yeah. what <laughs> rhymes with rhinoceros <laughs> <laughs> i love that sore tour more Beastie Boys and uh, like Rakim and all them. And, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. just back in the day, it was like just seemed like simpler times. Yeah, you know, it was just all about the music, and that's when hip hop was really exploding on the scene. You had the crossover effect and whatnot. So, how'd you guys meet Kid? I know I think you've told this on this yeah on so, the pod before, but so I, maybe you can be more astute to the, the actual time we met him. Yeah, so we were we were doing these parties with Kenny, and he was there. So he was more like like the Mount Clemens party dj mm. he lived in romeo his father owned uh crest lincoln mercury at yeah. the time but he kind of his parents were like oh my god our kid likes rap music and this you know they were they were uppity you know nice house we had gone there a couple times and i i was driving a uh s10 blazer and i parked down you know and his dad hey you know you're your truck's leaking oil. You got to park up there. And, <laughs> I remember that. He goes, he goes, my, my dad's kind of a dick. Like, like yeah, they go, yeah, you don't, you don't have to tell us, but okay. <laughs> so we got talking with him and he liked the fact that we liked to rap and he could DJ and this and that. So he, he invited us over. So he had, he had drum machines, he had baseline and like right away, like we were like, Damn, this kid's this kid's got it going yeah. on, man. He's yeah, he's and he very, was still very musical. He was kid. still in tenth grade because I remember I remember one time we went out there and we we're supposed to hang out. So we pick him up and we're taking off. He goes, "Hey, um, go down to Rochester Road. This, this, and this." We had to drop him off at the dentist for like a half an hour. Orthodontist <laughs> he had to get his fucking braces tightened. I'm thinking, 
I said, what the fuck are we doing? I remember that. The fuck are we doing? And then the one time he locked his keys in the car at McDonald's and hold on. And he fucking called this insurance company. Tow truck comes out, gets his keys out and thinking, damn, that was I forget all of his stuff. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. You know, so. Remember his brother? What was his brother's name? Billy. (laughs) I never remember. Billy. So Billy, Billy lost a leg. I don't know how he lost it. He lost a leg. Yeah. His his dad had a riding mower and both the kids were on it. Billy fell That's off. His happened. fucking dad oh, wrote, no. drove over him. What? You know? Wow. So yeah. every morning when they would go to school, fucking Bob, Kid Rock, he would hide his prosthetic leg. <laughs> you know? Oh, so like the fucking boss would be there and his fucking brother's like, where's my the fucking asshole yelling at him and shit? It's funny, man. It's funny shit. You know? It was kind of weird. Like, but He's a prankster. He was a real... He was he was a lot of fun, you know? And he, he fucking loved to drink and he loved to do all kinds of shit like that. It's, it's not me. Oh, you know? It's not my fault. It ain't that blood pressure meter thing? You can't I got it on the floor. Yeah, no? The fuck? Yeah. Get a lot of feedback right. tonight. A lot bro. of feedback. This is Moon Jive, man. This See, I remember, man. I remember the first time we met him, we were at Chris Pouncey's house in Mount Clemens. Yes. And his mom, Althea Pouncey, God rest her soul, she was wonderful. She worked at the bus garage with my dad. And, uh, oh, we, yeah. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and Bob was there. And I remember he introduced himself as, I think actually Chris said, this is Kid Rock. He's gonna, and he said, I'm going to be famous one day. Remember that? Yo, said oh, that? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dope. He was yeah. right, man. And he said it. He said, he said, I know I'm going to be famous, and that's all there is to And he it. had to be 13 at that point. You know? But well, that, was, that was one of the best songs that we ever made when he, his dad gave him, like, half an addict. And then he filled it up with foam on the walls yeah. and... Mm. We went up there and it was above some cool ass party room that they had. Yep. It looked like fucking CJ Barrymore just walked in here. I was like, what the fuck? So we yeah. go up the it was steps. A full studio, too. He, full he studio. It's got speakers everywhere, you know. And so he's got that, the mics. Is stuff. that where you guys predominantly recorded music or was in, yeah, the, in the beginning? Places? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and but, then, we, then we branched off. But uh, so we did some weekend shows with Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, there was all over the place. We went down to Detroit a couple of times. We, Mount Clemens. Yeah, mostly. we did the Fox the one time. It oh, was like right. it was like a contest. Yeah, and he, and he was, was in it too. Yeah, and I think that's so. Oh, the Mount Clemens variety show too, a yes. talent show. Yes. So, and this is this. You'll get a kick out of this one. So, me and Sam come up. This, that was a sweet song. I don't know yeah. if we have a copy of that one. Uh, we went out and we bought these fake gold gold on a rope tape chains, the big ones, yeah. big run DMC at the, ones at the flea market. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, were, we were pimping. We had shirts made up. And uh, it was a good show. And then following us was... How who? long do you want the chain? This big? This big. <laughs> uh, you you big. get the bigger one, okay? All right. You big guy, bro. You big now, guy. Who was in that follow-up act after us? Remember who was Kid Rock partnered up with? Was it West Chill? No. I don't remember. So it was uh, Uncle Cracker. Yes. Yeah. Uncle Cracker became his DJ. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now and what? shit, at that point... Cracker was probably, if Bob was, was he out of high school? No, he wasn't even graduated. No. So he was probably a junior in high school. So Matt was maybe eighth grade, yeah, something young. like that. Bob graduated in 88 or 89. Okay. I want to say Cracker was more like 92, 93-ish. A little right. younger, right? A little young bit Bob younger. Hanging out. Yep. Now, what, what school did Cracker go to? Lance Cruz. He went to Lance Cruz. You're a Clintondale guy. Chippewa Valley. Chippewa Valley. And yeah. Kid Rock was Romeo, Romeo High yeah. School, yeah. 
Isn't it crazy how all these different people came together? Yeah. Different, yeah. Although in, it's East Side. In, yeah. in Mount Clemens, like, like right there, you know. That's, That's where it all started. It's man. real funny because it's like you guys were in the 80s and then like the 2000s. That's when I was circulating down there in Mount Clemens, the right. Hayloft, um, uh, Emerald Theater. We oh, did yeah. a bunch of times. Um, Nate Mathers was there, M's brother. Yeah. Um, Critical Bill was really Voodoo Lounge. Did you guys ever do the Voodoo Lounge with that? Never did Voodoo Lounge. Chris no. D. Giuseppe. He was kind of tied in. I think he went was, to Chip One. I think that was uh, that was Kid Rock's dope man. Oh, really? That was the dope man. Dope oh. man. Dope man. Well, yeah, he's I'm a Chip the dope man. man. Yeah, boy. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, wow. yeah. That's that's awesome. Though. And their family she owned. <laughs> <laughs> and their family. The Di Giuseppe's, the Di Giuseppe's owned Skinny's. Yeah. Remember those? Was it a restaurant? Could you rent the hall? I don't recall. What's good about it? Didn't Di Giuseppe's have something to do with- You could get a chicken with... dinner and you could get your dick sucked in the same spot. <laughs> Whoa. Did Didn't he they say the D word? Somebody got a dick. They have something to do with Pine Knob too? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Well, it's probably the worst show you guys have done because I'll be honest with you, my very first show- <laughs> Okay, we we did a goth party. So you got a Polish Mexican guy, me, my my best friend, this short little white boy. And now I'm in there with two black guys, and it's just us four. Yeah, we get on the stage and like, okay, you know, little Poppy, J One, J Knox, come to the stage. Yeah, I mean, we're doing our our spiel, yeah. right? Our songs that you, know, you got a couple of people kind of bobbing to it. You know what I'm saying? But it was the deadest crowd ever. Oh, we got that beat. It was horrible, man. So, so oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> We had a show that was put together. So this was put together. It was a Pontiac show. There's going to be tons of people here. It was some house right off the main strip across from, from uh, Pontiac High School. And uh, what was that dude's name? Herman. Herman. And it was a puppet show. Yeah. And he met no, us. not one person showed up. Oh, come on. Not one person. Come on. Uh, yeah. He met us when we did the when we did the Fox thing. He came yeah. up, hey, I'm a, I'm a promoter. My name's Herman. I'm a show coming up. So he, we exchanged information fate. with him. Yeah. So we get, so we get out there. It's me. It was me. It was me, Sam and Kenny, our Ken, DJ. KDC. Uh, all of a sudden, this guy starts putting up these props, you know, like, thinking, this is fucking puppet show you got coming up. This, this dude what the fuck puppets. is going on here? <laughs> it was a full puppet show. And then there was a there was another group that came there, and these guys were. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> My ear, Jack. Hey, it stopped when I touched that. Oh, is it? It did. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. I, mean, I don't know. I give up at this point. No, so so it, yeah. So Herman, the fake puppet guy. So Herman. Back to Herman yeah, the monster. Yeah. Yeah. And kept saying, "Oh, that's fake, man. That's fake." Oh, that's he fake, was. Man. He was ticked, and we signed contracts. So I was all. I was paranoid that he was going to sue us or something. And he's like, man, let's get out of here. This guy is fake. So we, we, and the promoters, man. <laughs> this shit was crazy. It was hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah. So by far, Nobody that was the showed worst up, man. one. And it was in like the place where it was like, it looked like somebody's living room. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's just move the furniture and bring these guys in. This, this, <laughs> this should be pretty good. <laughs> you got to watch these promoters out here, man. That's why it's tough for local artists to trust people. Oh, hell yeah. We also did one in Ohio. <clears throat> so again, it's me and my boy, Jay. And uh, Ray and Dre in the back seat, and we're we're pulling up, right? We finally get off the turnpike, right? We're like, man, we're ready to rock this thing out, dog. Mm -hmm. You see, like 
guys in uh, chariots and shit. And it, we're in an Amish community. Oh, no. So we end up performing at this house right in the middle of uh, Amish town. Wow. And it, it's a literal house that they rent out. They got a bar in the middle, like where the living room would be. <laughs> and we end up rocking it out. And it was kind of cool because there was probably, I mean, there was like 30 people there. But yeah. it was it was fun. But it was the weirdest thing. We're like, what the hell? We're gonna get shot out here. Come on yeah. to Jakob Yoder's house, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is come here. on to meet my son Clem. <laughs> Great guy. So switching gears now, what's the best show you think you've done? Best show we did what was at uh, Club Taboo in Detroit. I, I agree. Mm. I agree. There was this this guy Steve. I don't. I knew him from the bar. My place, the bar, the bar, nine, my place on Nine Mile and Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, where That's you could drink at sixteen if you yeah. could just if you could get the black X off your hand, you know. <laughs> so we're there. I, it's not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Something's going on. We have too many chips and solar flares. Too many chips. <laughs> too many tens. Yeah. Chips. I'm all in. There's all my chest. That's the worst it's ever been. Yeah, I know. I didn't touch anything. So, okay. so, so this was a party put on by John Sally. This is his birthday party. Pistons. All right. Something's yeah. happening. Move your cord on your... What the hell? Oh, you just hit it. Maybe. Is that good? I'm, I'm marking it here. Right at the 21 mark. I, I've been marking every time there's a static. Good for zero. Good, though. Mind if I have some more? All right. <laughs> All right. So where were we? This okay. has been kind club, of a club taboo. So we're, <laughs> so we're club taboo down at like the riverfront. Kind of like where like Woodbridge is now. That's where club taboo was. Mm. So we got an invite. It was a talent show. And it was John Sally's birthday. So they liked our act. So so we get down there and we meet John Sally and he's talking to everybody that's going to perform. And all the bad boy Pistons were there. Yeah. Mm. Rick Mahorn was there. Dennis Rodman was there in a turtleneck. <laughs> and a, he had a green polo shirt with a red turtleneck. Remember that. Because my wife at the time. He looked like a ninja turtle, did he? Dennis. Yes. Dennis. Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. Now, John Sally's a big hip-hop guy from New York City. He liked all that stuff, so he's like, let me hear what you guys got going on. So we gave him a little bit. He did a little beatbox, and then we switched off, and then he did a little rap, and we killed it. We went up on that stage, and the music was just kicking, man. And everybody we had, loved it. Everybody loved it, man. We, we jumped down. We were dancing, and fucking Big T was beatboxing, and it shit was <laughs> we're gonna, We're going to get a little bit of this beatbox tonight. We have to, right? Before, I, know, I, might before be it's all, I don't care. Even if it's rough around the edge, you're going to hear a little bit of it. I still, I, I, can you still be? I have that on a on a on a VHS. Okay, I have that. I have that. You're lucky to see that. So lucky he kept all this stuff. I'd like to see that. Man, I was going through those cassette tapes last night. Did you hear some of that? We sent it to you. I did, and I have a little bit of it. Um, I have to cue it up as long as you don't get staticked out. But um, so, what was the biggest crowd you guys think you performed in front of? The largest state theater. Yeah, and at the state theater, how many people? How many thousand? There's a few thousand there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was yeah. a good crowd. It was sold out. Nice. So whatever that place holds, yeah. so it was sold out. If that I, night. Okay, so you were a dancer. Both of you guys danced. I didn't dance. You didn't dance. <laughs> no. but, you, but he said you came down the, the line. He came I down can the dance. Line, yeah. I can dance. Can you perform a little bit of that for us? You <laughs> don't want to see this. Okay, <laughs> we can hear some beatbox. Look like okay. Joey bagging donuts. Man. So, <laughs> so Chi, you were you were definitely more of the dancer. Right? Oh yeah, you definitely you can dance, man. You were kind well, of. I told you that whole story. So back in the day of high school, there was these Detroit Chuckers and mm-hmm. Cosmic Crew, and that was the war of the dance crews. Yeah. Mm. So there was a big contest at Lakeside Mall. There was like four thousand people there. Nice. You got all these break dance groups. You know, we come in. We you know we got the, the blue glitter pants, and bow ties, and cummerbunds. <laughs> Damn, like new edition, man. <laughs> no, hell yeah, we had were fucking gloves. gloves. Yeah, just in case we stole anything. There's no evidence. <laughs> Would you walk in public with them outfits on now? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we so we ended, so we ended up winning this contest. You know, not by much, maybe crowd applause but they did have some judges and stuff you know so we're thinking man you know we're the shit we won red thriller jackets from DJs come yes. on DJs. man I'm MJ think, jackets I'm thinking come this, on this, man. this is it this is <laughs> bullshit right 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 <laughs> you aren't happy with the thriller jackets? I mean, they were cool. I was looking for cash myself. That's, he was a hustler, <laughs> you know, man. Yeah. yeah, were you still in catalytic converters back in the day too or no? No. No. I was no, selling them because I worked selling. at Marola Chevrolet. That a boy. So a few thousand people. Now, what was it like going into a, an actual studio, like the scene? Because back, I know, Philly, you're younger, but I do remember those days. That was Channel 62, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like uh, our version of, uh, I don't want to say Soul Train, but it had kind of the dance theme to it. And oh, then yeah. they had that, yeah, that, it that was, row you talk about, and everybody yeah. was doing their best yeah it was a cheaper version of soul train but around this part it was cool you know now you had to did you have to qualify to be part yeah you kind of yeah you kind of had to audition for it but you know they they usually if you looked a certain way you got in i looked a certain way i got in right yeah it it was the bow tie and the glitter the bow tie the glitter just and I was he, able to do all of the and At one point, did you think there were some brothers sitting in the side going, motherfuckers are crazy. You got that. These motherfuckers are <laughs> got that too. Yeah. He used to wear, what's, yeah. that, what's that stuff you put in there? Sebastian Wet put in his hair. Yeah. And, and a little, little Jerry Curl going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I like that. Soul Glow. <laughs> so you sent the picture last night. I was checking it out. Oh, my God. Dude, that one then, outfit, you look like you, you belong put, in the wedding singer. Yeah, Sandler. yeah. I look, I look good next to Adam Sandler, too. You I? did. That Just, was perfect, man. So they had a thing one time where they, uh, where they said the ethnic festivals down at Hart Plaza. So the scene had about an hour at the African-American Festival on Sunday at 5 o'clock. So they chose me and about 18 other people. So they started playing the scene, and the host was there. This place was packed. I come out there, man, we're doing this, and I start doing all this funketeer and this and that. The, the crowd lost. <laughs> they, they, lost they, the lost, over there. <laughs> they lost their fucking minds. It was crazy. 
Like shit, that white boy fly over there. That white boy. Did you, did when you walked out of what there, you drive it? what you driving? What you got, man? <laughs> oh, got, you got a Buick Skylark? Just a Maverick. Just a Maverick. <laughs> Dude, did you have a, I had a Ford Maverick. I did. That was my first car. Mine too. Then, then I got a- 71 Ford Maverick. Then I got a Ferrari. Remember the Ferrari? I do remember the Ferrari. <laughs> uh, did it have Corinthian leather? Corinthian no. leather. No. 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 We were poor. We yeah. lived in the townhouses. <laughs> uh, I mean, shit, man. Uh, the Maverick was- it was a, my first car, but a terrible car, <laughs> man. So go. Okay. So when you guys talk about, you guys met run DMC. Can you take us back? Like you oh, mentioned yeah. John yeah. Sally, you mentioned the, the so pistons. it's, it starts where, so I wasn't a very good student in high school. I didn't, I didn't, I'm really surprised apply myself. I was smart, <laughs> but I just, you know, the parties and sports were more important. So I had to go to Mount Clemens summer school to get enough credits to graduate. So it was uh, it was the first group B A D and it was Tony Schrock, uh, Larry Ferbata, myself. We got an invite from the scene. What was that guy? Was it Hump the Grind? Hump the Grinder. Hump the Grind the, was, was the, the DJ. DJ, and he and he uh, invited us out to the fresh. It was a fresh fest. Fresh, fresh fest, fest one, and that was out at Kalamazoo Wing Stadium. Mm. And we got VIP treatment. Went to the back, met everybody. We met Fat Boys, Houdini, Run DMC. I think that was it. Beastie Boys were not in the mm. mix yet. No. That was the main groups that yeah. performed. Yeah. Who'd so we got to meet all these guys, and it was just like, whoa. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and uh, so that started that. And then after that, BAD kind of dissolved. And that's when me and Sam hooked up and, and formed this new group, Chaos. And we continued on. We went, um, it was Hump the Grind, and then we were introduced to Run DMC and Runny Ray. Runny Ray. Runny Ray's the guy uh, the, in the movie Tougher Than Leather. He yeah, he's the dude that got killed. Yeah, and he's the guy. He's famous for is it UB Allen? When yeah, when he goes in free. Yeah, that's his UB claim to fame. <laughs> he was just one of like one of their boys from the hood, and they mm. just brought him on tour because he made him laugh and shit. Yeah, he really didn't have any. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it went farther than that. So every time they come to yeah. town, we we hung out with them. And there was one part. I, it was my last family vacation with my family. We went to California. Were you involved at that point when they went to the disc studio on Ten Mile? No. And it was a so chainer, right? Yeah, I used to go. Ten, to yeah. That. So there was a guy named Mike Clark. Who Mike was, Clark. Yeah. So Mike Clark was like the engineer. And the story is, and I don't know why this is a long time ago, but I think the Fresh Fest was in town. And didn't Run DMC go to the studio mm-hmm. to help mix that tune for us? Oh, wow. But I wasn't yeah. there. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But I wasn't there that day either. Yeah. Jeff Mills was, I think. Yeah. The so wizard. Jeff Mills, the Jeff wizard Mills, from the WJLB. WJLB. Oh, wow. He was instrumental in our help, too. Yeah. It was funny because, like, we would get like the late times because they were cheaper mm. but at midnight he would go out to his car so he could listen to his show uh, on WJLB it's right. like you know and then you know we went to his house a yeah. couple times And now did you guys ever get any radio burn or no he did <laughs> very little like very little like his introduction in, like to the show in his, in his mix yeah, yeah you know okay that's cool yeah and from there, what was the, How did we go to New York? Wizard on <laughs> oh, so it was Run DMC, Runny Ray introduced us to Stan Price. Stan Price. Uh, the 
co-founder, the founder of Stan Pico Records, which was Tyrone Wallace. Yes, never heard of famous. Never famous. Heard of next, now if you look at look at any of the credits on the Commodore's early stuff, you'll see Stan cool Price. in the game. Yeah, yeah. So he invited us out to New York, and they, we had a demo, and we would go radio station to radio station, sit down with the execs. They played our stuff. Uh, I think we actually did. They put us on the air one time. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. And uh, nice. so we had a verbal agreement with this cat. Yeah. He took us around town. Remember we went to that soul food place? Wimpy's. Yes. In Harlem. Damn. <laughs> in Harlem. How was that food though? Chicken and ribs. You, awesome. you guys may have been the early and we almost, Beastie Boys, We almost man. got to perform. It was uh, a tip. It was it was Martin Luther King Boulevard. It was it was in front of the Apollo. They had yeah. a big stage, and they were trying to squeeze us in there, but it was too late, and the, like they couldn't add another act, and we had our own music, and it wasn't on what they needed it to be on, and we mm. just had cassettes. Yeah. And that guy, Stan Price, we shook hands. We had a verbal agreement. Yeah. He had our demo, and we were, we were excited, man. We're, this is it. This is our yeah. big break. We the other home. guy was Larry Peoples. Yeah, He yes. was the sound dude for the Raising Hell tour. Yes. So and all this these Tyrone Wallace were, was his brother-in-law or whatever, and he knew this Stan. He goes, man, I'm going to hook you up with my guy, and then this guy got us out there. And Yeah, so we flew, <laughs> we flew out to New York, Sam and I. What happened? While we were in, New yes, York. I was going to say flew that. out. Go ahead. So we fly out and we fly. Hit your. That's what, that helped it last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 struggling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep so we, we flew out. Um, we flew out, and then the, two days later, they had that unfortunate plane crash at Metro that killed everybody oh, on board. Oh, yeah. Except the one girl, the one young girl survived. So yeah, remember my mom giving you a hard time because you packed this sock bag. Remember that sock bag? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. We, so here's two punks. We're in New York, Manhattan, all together, uh, to, uh, alone, and we're, <laughs> we're hanging out. We stayed at this one hotel that was too much money. Remember, we put that fucking sandwich in the in the drawer. Come back, there's roaches all over the damn sandwich. Oh man. <laughs> So we ran out of money like within three days. So we had to go uptown and we stayed at the YMCA. It was like 63rd story. It was, yeah. it was a the room probably about the size of your bathrooms. And hotter than fuck. And, and gay as fuck. You remember all the gay so, so we put a sign up. We put a sign on doors and gay stay away or something. We'll suck dick for money. Somebody got a dick? So whatever. Please I mean, say that's how you got your plane ticket home, bro. We're, we're 18. We're dumb. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that was our big exciting oh. trip to New York. There was a hooker. There was a hooker that walked past. Yeah. Said, "Hey, you guys want to go have fun?" We're like, "No, we're just gonna go get some sandwiches." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you what, I'm gonna <laughs> save this for the rest, you know, for tomorrow. And we went back. How much did fifty-two cents get? There was roaches everywhere. <laughs> Ultra magic spray. Yeah, we went downtown, and then the one-gallon jugs. <laughs> I'm, God damn it! <laughs> It ain't me, I'm telling you. It's got to be. I'm not touching I'm anything. It's nothing. Try hitting that little box. When you reached at it. You know? Yeah, I keep, don't know what it is. So we ended up, we went, remember you know? we went downtown to the business district, and for the first time I saw, I saw the World Trade Center. It was cool. The, yeah. the streets were all dark from the shadowing of the building, so mm. I got yeah. to see New York City. Yeah, we walked down by the Brooklyn Bridge and yeah. shit like that. That's pretty dope. 
No. So then on the way back, so this was after the plane crash. You know, we get on the plane, you know, we're, we're sitting there about to take off. And all of a sudden, you know, me and him, check the flaps. Check the flaps. <laughs> they had to come down. It didn't go over. You guys, you guys can't say shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So I guess my next question would be like, when did you guys realize, okay, maybe it's time to start transitioning out of that? Because isn't that like one of the hardest things to do? Because like for me, like when I found out I was having my son, it's like, if it don't make money, it don't make sense type thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was making a little bit of money, but just not enough to put all the effort, the studio time, the yeah. late nights, doing all these shows, selling the tickets. I, I think we'll agree. It happened during that New York trip when we came home. So, right. yeah, uh, Sam was talking about when we came back from New York, we were on the plane and made a comment we probably shouldn't have made because of that horrible tragedy. And they weren't too happy. No. So, and I think the, the prelude of this, what we were getting at is when did you know it was over? And I think that was the beginning of the end because at that point, Sam had met his ex-wife and they were quite serious and things were turning in that nature. And I think I just met my wife um, shortly after that or during. It was during when we left. I was with Karen already. Mm -hmm. So I I think that was kind of like the end of of the. I think that was. We met them both through the Beyondos. Yeah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. did. Get out of my petunias. <laughs> now, Remember did you guys feel, next yeah, do you guys feel like music in, interfered with your relationship at all? No, because... No. No. It, they, they were supportive and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when That's I good. went, my wife Karen was... And I just met her, I think, a month before. And I think she was very supportive and she was real happy that we were trying to get this going. And my wife's five or six years older than me, so I don't think she really understood... The, the the gravity of what we are trying to get accomplished, but everything works for a reason. Like we always talk about at this table, um, you know, you think about it. I got into the beverage business. I had my children. Sam got into his career, had his children yeah. and kid rocks ends up marrying Pam Anderson. Everything works for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, 33, 33 and 34. He, yeah. got, he gets one more. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you guys still fans of Kid? Because I know Big T, you have mentioned, you know, as yeah. far as kind of forgetting where you come from and whatnot, what have you. And, and like I said, when we talked about this last week, my only brush with Kid Rock was years ago when I worked with Seven Up, and was it Sunny D? Not Sunny. There was a, a brand that was sponsoring the Martina McBride show, and Kid Rock did picture with her, and I had a chance meeting of him in the bowels of. The Palace, that's where that show was. And I just happened, I was in front of my work people who heard the stories about my past with mm-hmm. chaos. And I said, hey, Bobby. And he recognized me and came up to me. And I was kind of disappointed because, and I, I think I personally blew it because instead of, you know, this is years later, I probably didn't look as handsome as I did. <laughs> so he's like, who the hell is this guy? He may have been. He may have been doped up. Who knows? But. Who are you? I'll take the seven up. Thank yeah. you. I, said that. <laughs> I almost said that. I said, hey, Big T from Chaos. You remember me? And, uh, but I think he kind of, it, it flashed. I seen it in his eyes. It flashed. But he got whisked away from security. Mm. Where he was, they were doing something behind. Should have just dropped it on him, man. I should. have. <laughs> yeah. What, what about you, Chief? Well, no, you know? I haven't. I haven't run into him. No, you guys. I mean, this is not all about Kid Rock. This is kind of like everything, but all you guys encompassed in that whole era. 
Do you think he would remember you? Just say you walk, you yeah, were in Nashville the, yeah, somewhere, yeah. and you guys were just. There would around. be some things that I could say to him to be like, "Holy fuck, dude! Yeah. Where do you, you know where you've been? Uh, mm-hmm. Watching you. What we had been? Remember that time we took him down? I was my my short college oh, career yeah. was Macomb County Community College. Marvin. Yeah, so I, I took typing three times and failed it. And I had political science with this So professor. then he had to go to Mount Clements High School yeah. that summer. Yeah. So the, we had a, a professor called Marv Surowitz. Marv Surowitz was one of the coolest guys I ever met in my life. He was an old hippie from the 60s. Pot and, smoking. Yes. Big time cannabis uh, background person. He was all about cannabis rights. And he had... He had a, it was called the mansion and it was in, on not Brush Street, but it was one of the streets right across from Wayne mm-hmm. State Ferry. Yeah. Yep. East Ferry. And he was, I, I, somebody kind of had him babysit this house and he had some parties that were just off the hook. So we took Kid Rock down to the, one of those parties and there was a, re- a reggae group called. Don't remember. Modisa. Modifa. Let's get it, dude. <laughs> yes, so Modisa's playing this reggae. <laughs> Meantime, Kid mm-hmm. Rock Bob, he's got a black trench coat on. Yeah. <laughs> and these khaki pants and a fucking baseball hat on backwards. And he gets up there with the band and he's like, he's telling the bass player, I need you to, you know, you know, bang, 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 on. Chaos, you were, Sammy T, you were a wild one back in the day. Well, I don't. Um, I didn't say well, participating in this. <laughs> no. It was so weird. We, this place was weird, man. Yeah, it had like a yeah. massage room. Yeah, this was had. like a like a living room, like going into the yeah. dining room where this little band was set up. And he got up there and he started playing piano. He, he went played. to the bass. Did he play drums? Yeah. See, yeah. I absolutely just love like this it. because on the come up, man, I, I performed at a lot of similar places, Chinese restaurants, yeah. Uh, yeah. hole-in-the-wall bars, and then even the big places, too. Like, I, I didn't perform in front of thousands like you did. It was probably like a thousand at Emerald, which is pretty yeah. dope. You know, yeah, for yeah, hell, independent yeah. artist, dude. Like, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah. Man. You got like your own room to get ready and rehearse and shit. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you guys, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. It's kind of taking me back. And know? I don't know if this was the same night, but we were in your suburban. What'd you call it? Uh, pie wagon. The pine wagon. <laughs> pie wagon. Pie wagon. <laughs> Shagging wagon. The pie wagon. <laughs> so, all the same. Bro, we were, oh no, we were pretty, <laughs> we were pretty drunk, right? No. So we get this idea. That uh, oh no, I Cheech, can I, I just say a, something for one second? Did you say you're performing fucking Chinese restaurants? Yes. What was your background? Can I little, can I some beatbox with this. Listen up, yo, it's Poppy in the house. Give me some egg rolls in this house. He's, high, he's hijacking the show. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear how you. I want everybody to pick up, pick, pick up, up your that bottle of club sauce, and I want you motherfuckers. Coming to the stage, some young guy. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking classic. You're fucking rap in a fucking Chinese restaurant. <laughs> hey, how long before we play? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> 
That's it. I'm so sorry. That's really, I just heard that, and I'm like, wait a minute. He said he performed oh. at a fucking so Chinese restaurant. I, I know where you're going with this thing. All right. the suburban or was the old Caprice classic, the Acapulco Cruiser? Ooh, I think it was the Acapulco Cruiser. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we were drinking. But uh, we get this crazy idea. It was brass monkey. We're gonna fucking drive to Belle Isle. We're gonna chase a deer down <laughs> and paint chaos on the side of the deer. So no. I mean, in our minds, we're like, okay. He says, we first we gotta find a deer. I'm thinking, okay, guys are in fucking trees with guns, can't even hit it. We're gonna fucking we're in no shape to run. We're gonna tackle this fucking thing like it's cattle, like we're cowboys. Throw it in the back of my car. Somebody with the paint can's gonna spray. It was so fucked up, man. We woke up the next day, he goes, Yeah, he goes, I don't I don't think that was a good idea. <laughs> so, so, wait a minute. That's wild, How stoned were you guys that think you can actually accomplish that? Pretty stoned. Yeah. yeah. We don't, we've seen one. Did you, you see <laughs> one? Did you want to cash ready, man? I promise you that, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys like the wacky debate? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I, we didn't smoke. I don't no. think we smoked anything. No, we were no. just drunk. Oh, <laughs> what, what was your drink of choice back then, Chief? I said it was. Strictly all was no beer, there's no... We drank cheap beer. Yeah, we drank cheap beer, and we had brass monkey. Brass monkey. (laughs) We got the brass monkey at 16 and Grill Spec. Yes, we did. That fucking uh, Parkway Party Parkway Party store still there. Yeah, that's the only thing there. That Subway and Dairy Queen. Is that really a drink? What is what is brass monkey? What is made by Holovan? It's horrible. Yeah. Mm. But I, we drank some before we seen the Beastie Boys. Yes, I threw up. Remember <laughs> when the fucking place caught on fire? Yes. The Fox Theater? Yes. And they had the. You remember that balcony? <laughs> yeah, that shit was. Long. Yeah. It was scary. We thought it was going to break. Yeah. It, it was flexing that much. Damn. Who played? Remember that? Who played that show? Uh, Murphy's Law. And was fish, it Murphy fish and, and Fishbone? Yeah. Mm. And Murphy's Law, the dude that. This place looks like Dracula's castle. Jimmy, Jimmy Gestapo. <laughs> I still, he's on uh, He's on Spotify. If I he, got all that shit. I crucial you, barbecue and yeah, all that song. I, I went and seen Good him shit. when my grandfather passed away in 90. No, that was 2000. 2000. God, sorry, Gramps, but six, seven, eight, nine, right in mm-hmm. there. We were down in Florida and at Hollywood, Florida, right by Tampa. Yeah. I think it was Hollywood. There you go, man. Murphy's Law. They had the car painted Murphy's Holy Law. Holy shit. Yeah. So me and my sister and my cousin Mark went and seen Murphy's Law. Yeah. It was cool. Now, they so, were like a ska band, right? Like yeah. Hardcore, Boston, like yeah. shipping up to Boston type. Yeah. 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 Like the, like the Dropkick Murphys, something yeah. like that. All right. Yeah. So what was your guys' transition like out of the game? What did you guys do after you guys did hip hop? Like what was the what was next? I, I think it was immediate. I mean, he was real serious with his his, his ex wife at mm-hmm. the time, and um, yeah, we just got into it. And there's some chaos right there. Doing yeah, all the, all, doing all the, the beats. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. 
I always win. I never lost a bout. Go two, four, seven, around the clock. Big T, Chi, Chi, the homeboy can rock. My boy is down, we hail and prevail. I love Motown. Always on the kill. Love it, man. On the mind. Yeah, Damn. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Real shit. And yeah. it shows the and time. That, that, that one that one cuts from a run DMC song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That and what was the what was the uh that was a soul Motown. King Floyd. Is that what it was? Is is who it is. That's okay. who the artist was. Yeah. We did weird drops like that. We used stuff from uh Led Zeppelin. That's uh barefooting. And we used stuff from Led Zeppelin that drop and that's sweet, man. Yeah. Just it's again taking me back and I love the conversation. Um what now like music has changed so much nowadays. Right, I can. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are cool as hell. So, like, I know you're still <laughs> hip to the game. You know, what I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Now, what do you find yourself listening to now? Is it still, are you still in touch with hip hop at all? Because oh yeah, I like. I still like the. I gravitate to the old stuff. I yeah. still do. Yeah. I like yeah. Public yeah. Enemy, Run DMC, Houdini. I like the old school. Like stuff. the yeah. uh, the halftime show last year for the oh, Super Bowl. That, that was, was nice. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Dude, I didn't get the whole Kendrick Lamar thing. No, because he didn't really fit, but. At the same time, Ice Cube kind of screwed himself out of that. Yeah. Because he was part of that. And then. Right, right, right. But, uh, man, the rest of it was just, it was cool. I would have thought the game would have been dope, too. Yeah. Kendrick, yeah. The game was all, he's always yeah, been he LA, a part you know? of it. Yeah. So I, it was just great to see Snoop, Dre, and M, man. Uh, Those yeah. are, that was like, again, the and pinnacle it, of hip hop for me. Right. And so you I was think like about a, a fanboy again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so dope. Yeah. They're so big and they've went so far in their mm. careers and their heads are this big and they can still all come together. Yeah, man. Yeah. play a halftime show together. Yes. He hangs yes. out with Martha Stewart. How, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Snoop, Snoop Dogg Snoop and Martha uh, Stewart. Beat the Miz at WrestleMania. Really? Right? This, yeah. Uncle Snoop's everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs it all. Do you think he ever hit that? Martha? Oh, yeah. Martha Stewart. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drinking wine and eating cheese in bed right after two. Let me show you what Long Beach all about, baby girl. Let me show you what Long Beach all about. We like to party for shizzle, dizzle. <laughs> so, you guys, if you're thinking of modern day rap, going beyond where we all kind of come from, who are some, who are some of your favorite rappers from the '90s on? Like, who would you pick? Like from the '90s, yeah, on. from like because you know, like. We know where y'all were at with DMC and Houdini yeah. and all these guys. Yeah, Eric B. and Rakim was big for me, but that was the same time as Run DMC and all that stuff. Okay, just north of, and then for me, NWA. That's a game oh, changer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ice Cube. I mean, he was he was part of that too. But yeah, what about uh, what about Tupac? I like, I like Eminem. Yeah. I'm not a huge Eminem fan. I, I mean, I'm not. But I kind of. I mean, what he's done is unbelievable. Yeah, but it's just you know, I don't know. That's a true. I really can't put my riches story. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Come no from doubt. nothing and just and made himself. Yeah, and it's one of the best. I mean, no sure. the dude's got nothing to prove to anybody. No. no, I mean he could hang it up right now, and there would never be anybody that would come near him. I don't think. Yeah, his, his flow was just so different, so fast. I mean, yeah. TikTok's got Harry Mack. Harry Mack's dope too. Harry Mack is dope. We're talking about some freestyling motherfucker, man. Damn. <laughs> Harry Mack on the top gray. of the dome. Yeah. With the gray, you know, <laughs> the gray hair. 
killing it on the beach. He's always on a beach yeah. rapping. Right. That's that, that's winning in my book. Right. That's yeah. a lifestyle right there, bro. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. She. She. Day late and dollar short. It's all good. Wait, Harry Max a white dude? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. he's smooth, man. Yeah. Wow. So you dig this guy, Cheech? Looks like a country guy. I would have never known. Harry oh. Max smooth, man. Yeah. Got a good flow. Cool. So yeah. who else? Who else do you like? Modern? Modern. Give us the modern I, stuff. Be, honestly, I mean I I've kind of turned off from rap. I I, I gravitate oh. to the old stuff, but after after NWA and the Snoop, um, I kind of got out of it. Okay, yeah, forget that. Let's we're on the fives of the week, right? Yeah, five greatest of all time, right oh, now. Let's hear chaos, Chichi and Big T. There, there it is. Rap? I need your five. Talking yep. about rappers. rappers. Yeah, oh, your your top five. My top five. Number one for me would be Eric B and Rakim. Mm. I just like the flow. You know. Picture a mic, the stage is empty. A beat like this might tempt me. To cold show my rings and my fat gold chain. Grab the mic like I'm on a soul train, but I'll wait. Respect so, it. The shit is just explode, man. That guy. And we saw him. Yeah. We saw them in Saginaw with LL Cool J. Sure. And he no. sat on the edge of the stage by himself and he just freestyled with yeah. nothing. And no was, shirt on. No shirt on. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. The beefy, man. Yeah. The beast. Fucking beast. <laughs> so my these nuts. Am I shooting off all five, or are we gonna go? No, go no, go ahead, go ahead. You just you two. I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine after. So, uh, group wise, Run DMC. That's a game changer for me. That yeah. mm -hmm. that's kind of like for me, the Godfathers of, of rap. But it gets you know you want to get deeper than that. You think about Treacherous Three, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. But number one, first and foremost, that's what turned me on to rap in middle school was Run DMC. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Run DMC would be my number two. Um, always been a big Beastie Boys fan. Now, just for different reasons, because they were so different. Yep. They just had their own style, and they did so many things. And the three different voices, you yeah. got MCA with the deep raspy, you got Mike D kind of high-pitched, and you got ad rock just like a little punk but yeah remember for some, big, for some way it it just worked yeah remember we met them at the poncho training with dicks they were yeah i think they were stoned out of their minds yeah <laughs> mca comes up to us and he opens his hand and he's got a pair of american airlines airplane wings he goes look at a quarter a doobie and airplane wings what a country yeah <laughs> you know and mike d wasn't drinking he goes you need to start drinking, man. You need a better attitude. And, you know, I think he was like the smart one in the group. He right. would kind of keep it together. And always yeah. loved the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Always liked those guys. License to Ill. Everybody had that. Yeah. Thing. We Everybody. went to that concert in 86 yeah. at the Fox Been Theater no when they had the big blow up yeah. dick. Yeah. That came out of the stage. Yeah, they had a big fucking no. dick. Big fucking dick come out of the stage, man. And the badass. Dancing girls in the cage. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, and the funny and thing that's, is, uh, that's when that upper the upper floor yeah. was just just slow and low and when that bass hit, boom. Yeah. Let boom, it boom. go. Let yourself go. I thought it was gonna break. 
That's how it felt when I was at the 50 Cent. Really? Or the Eminem and Jay-Z concert when 50 mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. It was rocking, dude. Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. And the funny thing about Beastie Boys is they started as a joke. They were they were uh, mm-hmm. they were more punk. They were more they punk. They, they put all yeah, the song called the Cookie Puss. Yeah. That was their first real big hit, and it was like is Cookie Puss there? And it was just a stupid song, but it put them on the map. Yeah. But they would play these little college punk parties, and then all of a sudden they kind of made a spoof rap, and they're like, "Hey, that's that's pretty good." Well, you yeah. see, that's like how hip hop kind of changed because more and more rappers would do that. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Young Jock. Hey, it's going mm-hmm. down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's all these catchy songs. Oh yeah. And they're like one hit wonders, and they go away. Yeah. And that's how it changed. You know, and then Lil John, look what he did. Oh yeah. yeah. The you South know. took over for a while. Oh, yeah. The yeah. South was big for, I would say, a good five years. They just dominated yeah. music. The dirty, dirty. The club. The club. The club. Yeah. Very yeah. nice club. Then it was uh, like East Coast, West Coast. It yeah. bounces around a little bit. Now it's another, all another group that kind of took it over for a minute was the Two Live Crew mm. from oh, Florida. Yeah. They had that Florida bass, that Uncle fast. Luke. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, you know. I must have I tell you what, but <laughs> number number two for me, number two for me would have to be. It's a toss up. I'm gonna go with with NWA. That's my number two. Yeah, mm, this is like my Mount Rushmore of rap, and you'll see I'm more skewed towards the old school. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's great. I love it. Yeah. Because mine mm. would be a totally different, man. Yeah. That's why I love the person. It's a different generation. Yeah. That's why. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Number three. What do you got? Number three. Hmm. Drawing a blank. Well, Chi Chi's thinking. You guys are on three now? Yeah. You're on your third one. Um. Oh, well, New York. Um Big Papa. Oh, B.I.G. Notorious Yeah. This might be different because me and uh, my buddy Jess James, we did hip-hop artists way back in the day. We did our top five. Yeah. Um, but I got Pac number one just because he hit on so many different emotions. Mm. Different time, oh, yeah. obviously. But, uh, he, he wouldn't make my list, but different. You can see it, though, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, he'd be he's Mount Rushmore, but just not my personal Mount yeah. Rushmore. Yep. I would go with LL Cool J. Because he, you know, he's he. Now he went from the '80s to the '90s to 2000. He's had hits, you know. He's kind of rolled with the changes, kind of. Yeah. You know, and then he's in movies. He's got his own TV, you know, NCI and all that. He's like Cube, a megastar, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moved on to other things, still making money, but he's kind of like a voice for rapper right now. You notice him at like some of the. Award oh. shows, mm-hmm. like 50 years of rap and all Number that four stuff. for me. Here it is. Bam. Oh, you then you my. say, God damn. This, this is a dope jam. jam. Public enemy. Nice. Game changer. Love it. Yeah, we've yeah, seen them a couple of times, yeah. too. Actually, we were at the concert in um, Straight Outta Compton when there was gunshots at the concert. That was at Joe Lewis. Yep. Yeah. We were there. It was me, my wife. My sister and Sam. Wow. And after that show, we went over to the hotel and Lior Cohen, who was their tour manager, listened. He came into our, I had my GMC and he listened to our tapes and 
my wife and my sister were inside and they were talking to Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. I mean, no shit. yeah, they were fucking talking with them and this and wow. that. And De La Soul was in that yep. show, Public mm. Enemy, NWA. So somebody was shooting a blank and then, mm. man, those motherfuckers ran up <laughs> to stage. Everybody else got down so and we were like, what the fuck? Now that's when the standoff with the police happened too. That yeah, because yeah, yeah. they played yep. Fuck the Police. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wild wow, man, wild time. Yeah, we, and, befo- we and before middle. that, we went to the hotel. Yep. And we met uh, Dr. Dre was sitting out there. LL Cool J came down. He's in a fucking towel because because we knew this Leo Cohen was waiting to meet us. And he said, you know, after the show, we'll do this and do that. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I love Dre though too, man. Dr. Dre's a hip hop mold. Just, and he he transcended from different generations. He yeah. started old school, went to middle, and then yeah. kind of it's still relevant. Yeah. He used to be in the world class wrecking Red crew, Lovett, which yeah. is uh, yeah, it was more like a techno rap. Yeah. Kind of, it was like fast, like L.A. style, you know, quick. Right, right. Yeah, Snoop so Dogg. Snoop Dogg would be one of mine. Uncle yeah. Snoop's got to be up there, man. He's got to be. Yeah, I, I would I would put him after Public Enemy. I like that. And I, I, you know, I said that Run DMC was number one, blah, blah, blah. But Grandmaster Flash, I got to go Grandmaster oh, Flash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what started it for a lot of people. Yeah. People used to always think that I looked like uh, MC Search from Third Base. Yeah. <laughs> Ready in the intro. You get the gas face. <laughs> Give me the good. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have for your fourth and five? Did you already announce them? So if I had to go with my five, it's, it's Pac, Biggie. Eminem, I got 50 Cent in there, and probably Snoop Dogg. And I, and I changed Snoop Dogg because I had DMX in my first episode that mm-hmm. I did because I love DMX just because of the passion, yeah. the depth he went, you know, and how... Uh, that voice, that graveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Get happy, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I love DMX, but you, you sold me on fucking Snoop, man. Uncle Snoop. I love oh, Snoop. Yeah. I always have. So. Yeah. Yeah, those are my guys. I I gravitated more towards the West Coast stuff, but I love Biggie too. Yeah, yeah. Jay Z's in the conversation, but you know, those other guys, those are who I kind of modeled my game around. Yeah, so loved it, man. And then like the, I I wouldn't say he's newer, but Kanye West before all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. He had he had some good stuff, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, and then. Yeah. Those those damn Kardashians. <laughs> they wrecked them, man. Once you go Hollywood, man, it just shit uh, it shit gets different, I guess. It does. You know? Yeah. It, it it changed him a lot. So yeah. with that being said, great getting to know you guys better. Yeah. Going Thank back to the past. I yeah. love it. Man. It's it's cool. fun. Like said, we had a story to tell last week. Yeah, very interesting. It's it's yeah. awesome to walk down that. Yeah, we that crossed a lot road. of paths, man. It was yeah. like well, well, we'll listen back to this because it all goes so fast because we're moving around, doing things. At least I'm trying to hear what you're saying, but then I'm focusing here. But when I listen back to this, I know these stories, even to our listeners, it's going to oh, love it. You, you mentioned a lot of royalty in the rap business mm-hmm. yeah. just just in the last few minutes there and just to be able to be in the presence of some of these people. Yeah. It was fun to be part of it and the yeah. great memories you always have. And it's good to have him as a memory stick because he just absorbs names places dude he was he was pulling shit from the archives you were shocked you know what what the great part was we never got caught up we never got like starstruck we didn't we were always just grounded like we talked to them like regular dudes like yeah 
kind of kind of coffee you drink? Oh man, this is a half calf and got me sanker, man. Next episode, I get a bite of that sandwich, man. So, okay, so it's great that you didn't get caught up in all that, but how close do you guys think you got? Close. Like, how close do you think you got to getting the contract? Legit money. If we could have, if we could have kept this Lee or Cohen, if we would have had like another day to go down there, like before they toured and say, "Hey, bro, come on, let's go for a fucking drive." Play the more shit, mm-hmm. and you we probably we pro- we probably could have got like a demo or 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 yeah. something. I truly I truly believe that our stuff was always just so raw. We we never really had true yeah. professional mixed studio stuff. We, it was always just crass. Couple takes, it's great. Yeah, but you'll see when you listen to our stuff, and we'll get that copy. There's a lot of the, some of the drum beats are off a little bit. Um, well, there's some misses, but when you say there's so much that goes into like the mix and mastering oh, part yeah, of it, like, yeah. nowadays, like it costs so much money. Like yeah. you got to make sure you own the beat, you got to get it mixed yeah. and mastered, and then you got to yeah. play for for other rights, and then yeah. money's going here, here, and here. You know, what I mean, you got to be on top of all that shit. So it's, if, a lot, it's a lot of work. Yeah, if you ever if you ever like watch those music shows, like they'll show like how they started, like what the finished product is, but then like where they began with it. You'd be like, is that even the same song? Because mm-hmm. they added yeah. this and they sped it up a little bit. They right, made right, right, right. Heavier bass, or they took the bass out. The snare's not there. Yeah, yeah. Do you think at any point someone may have stolen some of your material that you heard on other tracks? Going, holy shit, man! We, I don't, you no, don't think no. anybody caught wind of any of the things you guys may have done? No, I don't no. think so. I don't but, think so. But you think you were close, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But the question that till this day is when uh, Kid Rock did that one song, uh, Cowboy, when he makes reference of chaos, rock like Amadeus. Yeah. Was he talking about us? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could have been. He Not too many been. chaoses in the world. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he got ticked at us at the end. I think that was the part that changed because he was always a DJ. DJ, DJ, DJ. And his voice at the time was real shrieky. He didn't sound too good. And... I think we just had like a minor little breakup in that show down at the state when he did his own thing. Mm. I think that was kind of the end. Right yeah. There. Yeah. That's when he got ticked at us. And well, now he's pissed at Bud Light. So we're going to get into the, uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into yes. the news. And thank you guys so much for sharing yes. those stories. That was oh, awesome. Thanks for no, having us, man. It was great this to relive awesome. it, man. Thank you. All right, fellas, we're going to go into the news and the politics. Hopefully, everyone's got a couple of things to speak of. Um, do we kick it off, Philly, with the with their guest here, or, or do I start it off? Start it off, Grant. Uh, okay, all right. You all don't right. like to do that, do you? I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little pickled right now. Uh, Shocking. Yeah, right? A Michigan man was accused of assaulting a store clerk with a frozen fish. Did you guys hear about this? I big fish. He smacked some guy upside the head with a frozen fish because he... he he was upset that the shop uh, uh, fish counter closed because of Ramadan. It closed a little early, so the authorities here in uh, Dearborn mm. 
this was just yesterday. The, the guy assaulted and struck the clerk in the head with a four-pound Hilsa fish. It's <laughs> not Hilsa, wow. but it's Hilsa fish, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this guy got pissed and grabbed one of these frozen fish and corked the guy upside his head. Wow. <laughs> now, I'm pissed. I'm, my friend, I needed the fish. <laughs> I need the fish. Now, do you think that changes the price of the fish oh, after yeah. you get hit with it? Or? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's slightly beat up. Free, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's my crazy. question now is it still halal? I don't know, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to think that's pretty creative. A guy is like, I'm just going to smack this guy with this fish. Uh, a Virginia man bought 20 tickets for a single four pick number lottery, and uh, he bought he he bought the same ticket, 20 mm. of them, same number, and he won. Wow. So all of his tickets, all 20 of his tickets won. The combined total was $100,000. I don't think I had a hunch like that. I had 20 tickets, man, with all the same number on it. I think it's just crazy. Biff Tannen. Yeah, the numbers are 2-5 and 2-7 for those who give a shit. Uh, an Egyptian swimmer put his swimming skills to the test uh, and broke a Guinness uh, world record when he swam over seven miles while wearing handcuffs. Wow. How do you just, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> how do you, you swim? It's got a mind of its own. Accidental? I did. It's got a mind of its own. It was meant to be. It was. That was oh perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That was awesome. Did, did he shave down? That's my pickle of the day right there. How did that happen? Uh, how, how do In you, handcuffs. Dude, how do you, I mean, uh, how do you do it? So I mean, cuff, you got to like. like yeah, yeah, Something like that. Like it has that. To be. Yeah, this dude swam seven point two four uh, miles in open water over an Arabian Gulf, the Arabian Gulf, and broke a Guinness Book of World Record wearing handcuffs. I'm mighty proud of you. Oh, this guy's crazy, bro. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> there, I did it right. Okay, that was awesome, man. That's a highlight of the night. Besides all the buzzing earlier. <laughs> Okay. All right. I think I'm glad I, I get to beat everybody because this whole this whole thing, oh, the whole thing with the Bud Light deal. This is come on, man. This is uh, hurry up! I got a hot shit in the chamber. I knew it was coming up. I knew it was coming yeah. up. Drops are getting crazy. Talk, so I saw something on Facebook where it says, "Congratulations, to this guy," because he's. He had more pe in just two days. He made more people stop drinking than AA in eighty-eight years. Yeah, there it is. I'm a little on a delay. Here's my thing, though. On that, like, I get it. Trust me. It's it's a weird disparing. Like, from a business sense and a marketing standpoint, it doesn't even make sense, right? Mm. You got a transgender person, um, you know, marketing. First of all, it's March Madness, and it's men. Like, it just doesn't make sense at all. You know what I mean? You're not, you, no. you got to kind of cater to your audience a little bit better. You got to be more mindful. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm the most middle of the road guy you're going to meet. I don't care enough to get pickled about it. I really don't. But at the same time, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants the shit pushed down their throat. No. You know? Um, but again, I'm not so pressed to where, am I gay? Cause I got a couple Bud Lights in my fridge. Like, no, I'm not, I mean, there's no. people that are still going to drink it, but there's people that are going to not. And I understand that too. So teach yeah. their own. Yeah, that was uh, crazy. Caught me by by surprise too. Yeah, what do you got there? It's like here, most transgender people are younger. Mm -hmm. They don't drink beer. They're drinking right. They, drink, they drink all the gay shit. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's... that's I, should, I, should I drop the mic? I don't want to drop the mic because I don't want shit to buzz. But. Budweiser's slogan went from real men of genius to women with a penis. Women with a penis. What the fuck is that? <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> so crazy. So rock. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's going to hurt him, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. See, Rebel posted something today with a 12 pack of Bud Light behind him. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to it. Going home and having it. a tall boy. Smacks <laughs> is right there. It's an <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> 15 minutes. What else you got, Gas? <clears throat> Um, that's the only really one I off the top of my head. Okay, struggling, <laughs> not struggling. <laughs> Come up with two. Anything you'd like Come to discuss? I seen the other day there was a there was a Dairy Queen in Arizona that had a 15 foot red spoon in front of the store was stolen. Wow! What the hell they, do you do with a 15 foot? They spoon? found it on a soccer field, like four miles from there and the, and the guy that found it was just elated he called everybody he took pictures with the spoon and shitting on it licking it all kinds of crazy well, shit well I can relate how many yeah. times did we steal the big boy when I went to high school yeah quite a bit he, he made quite a few appearances at the parking lot of Chippewa Valley big right. boy just sitting there with a the bird <laughs> Remember the yes. at, uh, Ferrell's that yes. Jake remember that motherfucker the zoo the zoo big T now can you see when you see the big boy, can you see Hollywood Apple Snatch? I got I see a little bit. You can see a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what else is in the news there, Chi? Hmm. Not can't think of much. I got a few things. So did you guys see Creed three yet? No. Nope. Good movie. If you guys haven't seen the franchise, I took the, my son and his buddy last night. It's a really good movie. Um, Rocky wasn't in this one. I'm really disappointed in that. I'm a big Rocky fan. I'm a big fight fan. Obviously, WWE, UFC, boxing, all that stuff. Uh, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Are you guys hip to this whole Andrew Tate situation? I know we've discussed it before. So this guy's a social media mogul. Um, he's very misogynistic, you know, very macho man. You know, kind of has classes online to teach men how to be more manly. And uh, so he got locked up for, you know, uh, accusations of maybe, you know, kidnapping and uh, human prostitution, whatever. He recently got released this week. So he's out now. He was um, in Romania, locked up. So he's out. Um, just want to update the people with that if you're not hip to it. So how is he out? Because they couldn't, they couldn't find any evidence? Or? I guess it's all very sketchy. Mm. So could there's it be more some to come. Pay money or maybe or something like that. He's maybe. a big celebrity, big name, yeah. a lot of money could have yeah. come in. I think so. That's interesting. Yeah. So we'll have to see how oh. this evolves. And he's on house arrest, him and his brother. That's but not good. The big social media personality. Um, the other thing, I don't have my phone because we had a bunch of buzzing going mm -hmm. on, but I don't know if you guys saw the um, uh, women's final four mm. in the last game. Uh, do you know her name? Yeah. The John Cena. Yeah. Well, actually, that, that was patented by tony yayo from g unit really i just found out yeah it's kind of cool. yes i saw that too yeah he said he's like john cena man come on just throw me a mill or something dog <laughs> he's like you know you're a mogul out here big wrestler and whatnot he's like just throw me a mill man but uh, he did it in a video and that's where john cena said he got it okay it, it became his whole marketing thing <clears throat> you can't see me yeah you know what i mean yeah. so it was and she was cool. pointing at the ring finger. So, yeah, they're up. You know what I mean? They're sealing the deal, sealing the game. And she's just bragging about it. She's pointing at her ring finger like game's over. Now, obviously, we're all sports fans. This happens in sports. And I think this is a testament to where things have gone, where people are so sensitive. People are going to talk shit, man. You got to be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. You got to be thin or tough skinned. Yeah. You know, because she's 
who was one this Caitlin Clark that there you go. she Thank did you. that yeah in the games but then when it's done to her you know well the and there's like dave portnoy's under scrutiny because he he's like oh that's a piece of shit move or i, I don't know the exact quote i don't want to mm -hmm. be misquoted but he said something along those lines and yeah it pissed a lot of people off so it's like it's just a game it's it's a championship game you're gonna get some of that gamesmanship man mm -hmm. it's just to me it's not a big deal especially as a football coach as someone who's played the game it's not a big deal to yeah me. walk the walk talk to talk but at that point, she was just, they were balling. They yeah. scored 104 points. Uh, right. The women's. Yeah. I was impressed with yeah. that. I think it was more exciting than the men's. I mean, the men's had a lot of upsets this year in uh, March Madness. Like, I gave up on my bracket after no. the first 32, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. it was, my bracket was totally busted. I yeah. picked Alabama to win. I think they lost in the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. One Purdue two. got bounced in the first yeah. game. I mean, San Diego State in the final. Like, who the hell thought of that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's wild to me. Um, and the last thing I got is uh, the U.S. currency changing. You know what I mean? Like, eventually, we all know, I think we've seen it, that they're trying to go digital. Mm -hmm. And more and more videos I watch, I posted one to the page today about try not to link your accounts with the IRS because they can come in and snatch your money whenever they want, if there's any discrepancies. Have you guys ever tried to get a hold of the IRS for anything? No, you really can't. I was audited one year and I, I reached out to him and I got no response. Hmm. So I think we really got to be mindful of how we use our money because we are going to eventually be a cashless society. And I think you got China and Brazil. We're going to use the um, the yen and whatever Brazil calls their dollar. Um, that's where we're going now, you know, and the U.S. is in a, in a rough spot on a lot of fronts. Yep. We got to be very careful. You know what I mean? Because they're trying yeah. to track everything. Like even all the stadiums. Like, well, right now it's just like U.S. like national parks. They're going to try to go straight digital. Yep. Coming yes. up soon. Little so, Caesars. You can only, you can't, you can't use cash at America, all. America, yeah. cashless, Ford Field, cashless. What yeah. happens if the system fails? Yeah. I mean, it become, right. you lose, you get free stuff. Right. Because it's cashless or they're going to have to take cash only. I mean, how would they work that out? I mean, where would that, if that glitch ever were to happen? Yeah, what if you don't get Wi-Fi? What if right. you don't get service? What happens yeah. if they you don't accept cash? You yeah. access your information. Your phone's dead. Yeah. Even even high school. I know high school games. My kids went to Richmond High. I heard you can't just walk up and hand them five bucks for a ticket. It's got to be purchased in, adv in advance mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. That's, That's ridiculous. I, yeah. <clears throat> you, you, we need cash. I mean, cash is king. You always heard that. I would that. think. Yeah. And, you know, that we're going to get back to the part where people are stuffing their mattresses with their cash. <laughs> you read yeah. my mind. I was just going to say that. Like, you might want to start stockpiling yeah. cash. Well, what's you your know? take on it? And what do you, a, you think the cashless a, thing is a thing of the future? Or? What about the strippers? How are they going to do that? They have a credit card exchanger on their freaking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> strippers. Like, <laughs> bad, bad. Right. Go ahead, swipe it take right my there. Visa, man. You know Excuse me, ma'am. Could you move your balls for <laughs> I said, oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, I can't say that. Here, want, want to finish my Bud Light? Thanks. <laughs> so, so what's this big thing with Trump? Like he's, yeah. You know, we're going to talk about it for a minute or two because it was big news this week, right? Yeah. Trump, you know, convicted. We not, talked about it last week. Yeah, bring, yeah. We're talking yeah. about it there. Yeah. Chaos. What do you got? The same thing we talked about last week. They're trying to get anything on this fella, and you find out. So there's 34 counts of felonies. And this felony is all about the Stormy Daniels supposed payment <laughs> through through this other fella. So each there's supposed to be four checks. Each of those four checks granted four separate 
felonies. It's not even a felony. It's, it's a misdemeanor. And plus the uh, uh, t- uh, limitations have already sunsetted two years. But no, 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 no. He had didn't li- he didn't live in New York at the time. He was president, and then he lived in Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, so, great place. But no, so great we got to reset. Oh, it, it's all garbage, man. It, it, it's trying to get him off the ticket. And I think they better watch what they're doing because they're reigniting his 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 uh, his following and his people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're really getting charged up. And poor DeSantis, we talked about him. I'm kind of digging him. He's down thirty points. Yeah, to he's Trump. Kinda, he's taking in the pipe right now. Right. <laughs> everybody, everybody's rallying behind Trump. And they got this Crazy. thing put off until December. Yeah, which is another like really yeah. could it be dismissed before then? No. It's BS. They made it up. BS. Give it up. <laughs> so again, more to come on that, right? We have to see how it all yeah. shakes out. December. That's what they said. Yeah, that's wow. that's supposedly when shit's supposed to happen. So well, I don't he's, know. He's man. the first American president to be indicted, right? Yeah. Yes. And the DA Bragg. That's what he ran on. This ultra progressive DA prosecuting attorney ran on a platform where if you vote me in, I will prosecute Trump. So they got him in. He lived up to his campaign promise. Right. Mm. Well, but like you well said, if you think about it, if they don't, if they push it off till December and then January comes, yeah, that's twenty twenty four. Right. That's when campaigning starts. Right. So what yeah. they're, you know, they're just they're just trying to buy time. Right. They yeah. don't want it's, this guy to get a any momentum. But match. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Kind of do whatever we have to do. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and we'll be back with the fives of the week. And now. Your presentation. All right, y'all, it is now time for the fives of the week, as always, presented by 24th Street Pizza, episode 81. So, Chi Chi, since you're the new guest in the house, we are doing difference makers today. Chaos, Big T, good job on the pick. So thank, thank you. Go ahead and start off. We'll work our way back. Difference to makers. So yes, sir. Hmm. Well, this is gonna they're in no particular order. But um El Chapo. Chapo, huh? Chapo. Can oh, I'm sorry just, about that. Just picture this guy's life every <laughs> fucking day. What? What's going I was not I mean, expecting that. I mean, you know, you, you can go Einstein, this and that. Chapo. This guy's <laughs> killing people. He's counting cash like nobody's business. He's crawling through sewers. He loves movies, so he goes to the theater all the fucking time, and nobody knows really what he looks like. Who are you? With that being said, did you see the documentary? Yeah. <laughs> fucking nuts. I mean, Chapo. Probably not on my radar in the difference maker category, dog. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like... You talk about somebody that sees the world at a, at a different angle than That's the true. average person. Oh, yeah. He's not he's not that big of a person, but <laughs> everybody's scared the fuck of this guy. He's got bitches, and if he doesn't like them, he kills them. <laughs> These nuts. 
There you go, man. That's a way to kick off the fives of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's great about it because it's all about perspective. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm really tamed on my list. <laughs> I did send show prep, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel this. I feel bad saying this because I mean, there's no comparison, no chapel, but what's good about it? Number one on my list is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not trying to laugh, but you want to talk about extremes. You got this freaking demon of a man. I don't know. He's a hell of a You think about climbing through those tunnels. You talk about chaos. the ultimate difference maker in our in anybody's lifetime in the world, Jesus Christ. Mm. I am a believer. I'm not a practicer, but number one, far far and away. I love it, man. Actually, I love both of them, I must say. And I do too. With that being said, Chapo was a family man. I say that with a straight face. Oh, okay. He loved his family, but yeah, he's fucked up. He's in the cartel, <laughs> right? But I mean, he ran a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about last week at, on men's health, we talked about spirituality, right? And how important that was. So that's um it's definitely very, very important. So, so I respect I, that. Can I can I'm gonna share that one with him because it's sure. on my list. There's yeah, I agree with you. In every way that you just said. Yep. Very important. I can't wait to hear Chi-Chi's second. I just can't wait. If they if they go anywhere in that direction, this could be very interesting. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I'm on the lighter side. This is going to be very, very family-based for me. Because um, I thought about, like, in the world and people, you know what I'm saying, like athletes and you know, business owners. But do they really make a difference in my life, per se? Um, so number five for me, it's it's my uncles for one and my and my close friends, a real tight knit unit. You know what I'm saying? So Grandmaster B in Hollywood, I'm I'm fortunate because they're like best friends at times, but they're also like older brother, father figure types at times. So Thank I, you for that. I, I really re appreciate that, you know, and I don't have a great relationship with my biological father. So to have those people in my life, it just means a lot to me, you know? Yeah. And that's just where you I'm serious at. Like is going, G. <laughs> my, my number two is Kim Jong-un. <laughs> that's a terrible man. That guy, Kim Jong-un, crazy. He's crazy. You know, Skip, Skip, he ain't a very good man. I'll tell you, right now, this skip. guy over here, this guy's about to not crazy. Skip. Let me do tell you, Skip. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, uh, was it Hitler? What do you got on that list, Bryce? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Come on, G. Well, the next one is 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 He's personal not. is personal to me. I had I had an older brother. He was twelve and a half years older than me, and he died at thirty six mm. of leukemia. Mm. Wow. So I was twenty three. He was thirty six. Yeah, he's about twelve and a half years older. But at the time, so he was diagnosed in June of eighty nine. He passed away in May of nineteen ninety. On Mother's Day, mm, you know, worst tough. of all. But it was the time at at that time, bone marrow transplants weren't a thing and had to get approved by the insurance company two or three times, get a signature here, signature there. So in the meantime, me and my two sisters went and we got tested and my sister Joanne was a perfect match for him. We're like, oh, okay, cool, man. We get them out of this shit. But um, insurance... Him and in Han and this and that. He got a relapse and it went into his 
spine and eventually went up to the brain. Oh man, and he died, right? Mm. I remember him. That was I so had, sad. I had a chip on my shoulder for the longest time, man. Mm. And it took a long time. And I, I listened to yours the other day about, you know, you know, you question stuff. Yeah. You're like, why did he take my brother? He wasn't married. He didn't have kids. He kind of did his own thing. He was a good guy. Taught me about music. Took me in my first Tigers game. He was a big sports guy. My dad didn't really like sports. Not a, you know, it yeah. just wasn't his thing. And uh, not a day goes by that I don't think of him, but... I'll, I'll 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 be thinking of him, and then boom, like one of his songs will come on, like like one of his favorite songs, and it's like like it's a divine intervention. Yeah, like some I, kind. I look I look next to me, and they're like, "Motherfucker, you're right here, aren't you?" Right. You know, yeah. it's just it's just so it happens so often that it's to the point where it's it's real. Yeah, and yep. like you said, that's that's Jesus. That's a piece of Jesus coming into your life. Yep, and. Yeah. You know, you, you get those signs, man. That's oh, yeah. What, like you talk about a good friend. That's why I got 11 11 tatted on me because I always see it like on the clock. And it reminds me of my best friend. I just feel like it's a sign from God in the universe telling me that my best friend's still with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes. it's, it's weird like that. You get, yeah. get those signs. Yeah. I got, I got no one. matter what people say, it means that to you. So that is special to you and to this other person, you know? And yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> For sure. To yep. me, that's that's like winning. That's like, as you get older, like you see more things like that. Like when you're young, you know, you're just too busy doing this, doing that, you know, your mm -hmm. head's spinning. Yeah. But as you get, as you get grounded and you get older. Yeah. You know, Chi, I think, I think the older you get, and it's not necessarily an age thing. I just think these things are real. They kind of happen for a reason. They can't just coincidentally happen all the time nope. in a moment where your mind needs clarity. I'm going to give you two that I've had to piggyback off of you and what you're talking about with your brother. Um, great relationship, man. And that's, that's important to you still to this mm -hmm. day. It's in mm -hmm. your heart, bro. Mm -hmm. um, like my wife's dad passed away and he worked for the seven up bottling company. And every time she's having a bad day, she'll see not, it's just in the place of moment of when she needs it the most, she'll see a seven up truck. Mm-hmm. And I knew say, him. You knew you knew Louie. Yeah. You knew Louie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, take this kid out of here. Because <laughs> you know you know Stevie Miller. Yeah, I know Stevie. Scuba Steve. <laughs> God damn it. Who is this goddamn nigga over here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know, he trained me. Yeah, same yeah. He, he trained, he trained I, all I, of us. I was a merchandiser. He, he trained us at home. home. You goddamn bagel, get out of bed. <laughs> I'm coming. What are, you, what are you, at the buffet too much? What the hell's going on with your stomach? Lose a little bit of weight. So shout out to Scuba Steve, a big listener, yes. a big fan of yours too, Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, we miss Lou. So, he was so cool. And, and so for, for my wife, that's always a big deal, right? And the thing that happens for me is um, when I go to my mom's house and she go, oh my God, she go, Brian, that Cardinal's here. And the day my dad passed away, uh, they just took him away. And I was just crying, you know, tears and sitting in this room with my sister. And we were just reminiscing. And I was sitting there with my nephew, uh, Jeff. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there. And this is literally minutes after, you know, they took him. And we were just sitting in the room quiet. And a cardinal came up to the window. And you know that there's something about a cardinal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it means someone's coming back. Mm -hmm. And that cardinal stayed there and looked in the window. 
And wow. I took a picture of it. I said, I told my nephew, I said, Jeff, don't move. He's like, what? What's up? I said, just don't move. And I took this picture and I got proof of it because it would have been hard because my sister's head was down, his was down, and that cardinal came. And then when I go to my mom's house, this cardinal reappears. She goes, you know, calls me by my name and she'll say, look, look, there's a cardinal and he's there. So it's just like, it happens, right? Those little oh, yeah. things do happen in mm -hmm. our life. And so, yeah. I mean, that's powerful stuff, what you said about your oh, yeah. brother, man. Yeah, you no know? doubt. I respect that for sure. So I believe in that, mm -hmm. that little connection that we all could have at some point yeah. in time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No doubt. You know, he yeah. shows you. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, physical, like seeing it is just like, and like you said, <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's too much to be just a coincidence. No, yeah. I'm telling you, man. I, That's why I told the story. You mind if I tell that no, story? I told do, briefly man. last week was about, you know, when I talked about my son. Yeah. I almost lost him in the hospital mm -hmm. last year. And uh, we didn't know what was going on. Again, I get no answers. So I went into a prayer box, broke down, had this whole, you know, coming to Jesus type moment. And I prayed like bawling my eyes out, just had a complete breakdown. Came home three days later mm -hmm. after not even knowing what the hell is going to happen. So those are signs that, you know, He's there. He's present. He's looking out for you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I believe in it. Yeah. And he'll reach out in many different, in, in many different ways. Yeah. Like he did to you. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I listened to that and like you went down to the, to the chapel at the hospital and you were praying there and this and that. And you even called out the doctor the one time, like, why, what are we doing this and that? And he's like, no, here's the steps. Have faith. Right. Sure enough. Yeah. that's awesome there's yeah. every one of us shares some sort of a story um we'll, we'll probably may even touch on here at some point because i know one of my picks is, is someone that's close to me or always been close to me so um that's pretty good stuff i don't know where we left off yeah, chaos yeah chaos. I'm, I'm sorry i keep calling him chaos because that's what we yeah call that's fine so, the original <laughs> chi chi's tortilla chips big cinema chi chi so along with jesus i put my dad so my dad passed on seven eight years ago and he was a good friend of mine and he was always a, a really good shoulder to lean on always very supportive and at his funeral when in the wake when people come and um, you'd be shocked at how many people come up to me just to let me know what a difference my father made in their life. Mm. Um, mentored them, helped them out uh, in their time of need. My dad was there for them. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's interesting. So, yeah, that that really, I, I reflected after that and said, I got a lot of catching up to do. You know, if I, if I want to fill my dad's shoes, I got a lot of, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. 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 He was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he that got, guy, man, he could, he could listen to a car and know exactly what was going wrong. Here's, sure he a, here's another thing that used to make us laugh. <laughs> see those trees? You see the backs of the leaves? You know what that means? Sam goes, yeah, it's windy. <laughs> nope, there's a storm coming. Yeah, he goes, absolutely. And, and it's windy. <laughs> every time, every but, time. But yeah, at, at, his, at his funeral, and it, not one, not two, not three, 10, 15 people. Your dad made a difference in my life. Mm. When I was down and out and in need, your dad scooped me up and lifted me up and was supportive and called me. That just, it shocked me. It really didn't shock me, but I think it just kind of hit me by surprise that I didn't see that part. The humbleness. Just, he was yeah. a humble guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're a spitting image of him. 
I am. I mean, it's scary when I look at pictures yeah. and, um, you know, I got a couple stories about your pops as well. I mean, just the way, you know, hey, Brian, how you doing? You know, and it just, he had that outgoing personality oh, yeah. and always, you know, smiling. Just all, always yeah. smiling, always smiling, always smiling. And the guy was just such a, you know, just a lovable kind of guy. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's just, you can see that in you, dude. So, I mean, yeah, you, you may think you yeah. have a lot of choose you know things to catch up yeah, on, I, but, got, I got a lot of work but to that's do. so cool because you know when you it's sad that you have to know all this stuff after the fact you know and then you hear all these stories and you're like wow i didn't know that you know yeah. so that's where you sometimes get a little bit of guilt going you know like man i wish i would have well, asked more questions but then you really wouldn't have, it's that's how life goes right you have Sam? to look at it like this too his dad didn't feel that he needed to tell people that because yeah. that's just that's just he he he, he probably did it so unconsciously that it just that and, was the fabric of who he then, was right but like you said probably, it wasn't one or two it was like 15 20 people come up to you it's like wow yeah when he left this that, he left that in you big t because even hollywood says he's like man he's like sammy's just a great dude man he's like, i just got good, cool good vibes and, yeah. and good energy from him man he's like yeah. oh, how's that guy so it's probably you know testament to your pops what he instilled in you yeah. so you know what I, I mean? miss his sauce too god he makes some good red gravy yeah you, you, you uh, never you never know i got you i got you you know how to make the sauce i know how to make the sauce <laughs> <laughs> you make the sauce the sauce i can't touch my noodles meatballs though man i can't even get close yeah, she, they're, she's she, got meatballs. Oh man, not those kind of meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> she made these meatballs. Hey, with does the, she drink uh, Bud Light? No. <laughs> Come, on. Not, no. Come on, man. She, Come on, she, 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 eggs <laughs> and wine and three different types of meat and folded uh, and not progressive bread crumbs, crumbs, real bread that the real ones, yeah, yeah. from scratch. And, oh. I don't buy that, you know, that seasoned uh, shit at the store. I make them right here. I miss those meatballs. God damn. But mm. do you know, guys, this is the legacy that we all hope we leave behind. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a day where we all won't be here. And what will people be saying about you or me or anybody else in this Toronto table? But you know what? The good thing about this is we can leave this shit out there forever because it's on YouTube. Right? right? Yeah. And we got Spotify. We got Apple exactly. Podcasts. Follow us. Apple and Spotify. You know, YouTube. 50 yeah. years from now, it's someone's stumbling through like they would like old records and stuff like Fives of the week. I don't know mm. what this is, man. But no, that's what you want to do. You Who's El Chapo? <laughs> Who is that guy? That guy was known to be a very bad man. I liked him. That's a very good pick. Thanks. Very I'm good. I'm going to share it good. with you, man. Who's up next? Here? You be. So I'm going to go with my dad, too. I had him as my pick. Uh, uh, same, A lot of the same reasons, man. Um, you know, some people have that father relationship. Some don't. I understand that. My dad was my idol he was somebody i looked up to he's somebody that i learned a lot from uh some rough uh, patches we've had you know when you're growing up as a teenager and you don't want to listen to what pops is saying and you're going to go against the grain i've done that many times in my days and uh, but lessons were learned uh inspiration um my my dad was a fantastic judge of character that's the one trait he had that it was almost like it was a god-given gift to him because he could read somebody within a few minutes of talking to him and as you got to know the person he could tell you exactly where a person's going to be and not once and i mean this sincerely not one time was he ever wrong mm -hmm. never i mean yeah. it was just the weirdest thing it kind of scared me like holy crap man this guy can read a future but he had this knack about him because he was a street guy. You know, he grew up in Hamtramck, Michigan. He dropped out of high school. 
he had to hustle. He had to do everything in the mm -hmm. pool hall from, you know, shooting pool, trying to win money. And then he got drafted to go to Vietnam and, you know, as an 18-year-old kid off the street, you know, so he learned fast, just like many people did in that era, mm -hmm. you know, not not just because maybe you went to war, but if you didn't come from, you know, you know, riches and you had all the prosperity that some people had back in those days, you kind of learned from the street. You know, college wasn't the big thing. That's what no, the rich kids did, right? A lot of them dropped out of high school so yeah. they, so they yeah. could get jobs to help pay bills at the house. I think that was part of that generation. My dad dropped out of school in middle school and he went back and graduated from Chippewa Valley Night School in 1995, a year prior to me graduating. Oh, wow, man. So How awesome cool. is that? Yeah. Yeah. I still have his class ring. That's, That's awesome. so cool. And, yeah. and my dad always said something. He says, you know, son, he said, I'll take someone who's street smart over book smart any oh, every yeah. day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He said, because yeah. someone that knows what the real world's going on, because book is one thing, right? We all know the concept yeah. there. But yeah. when you get on the street, and just like as we grew up as young mm -hmm. men, we had to figure it out, whether it's, you know, marriages or jobs, relationships, uh, raising children. Like we all came from some like nothing. We were starting with like a blank canvas and we had to figure it all out. Yeah, we got guidance along the way, but man, it was tough. It was life, right? And then you get to this point now, you know, your your son's grown up. Our kids are grown up yeah. now. Yeah. It's just so much different. But my dad said, your day will come and it'll all make sense to you. And it did. Yeah. And it still is. And so, yeah, I chose my dad because he was to me, I know not just to me, but to my nephew here and other people that know, that know my dad. Me. Especially chaos. He taught him how to gut his first deer. He, he did. He, uh, <laughs> he did. It was so awesome. So we went up to Michigami and we hunted. He invited us to his 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 group, his hunt camp forever. So it was Pitts, Teddy. <laughs> That's where it came from, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Glenn. <laughs> and what was the other? Teddy Sudermeyer, Vince Sudermeyer. Vince, yeah. Yeah. And uh, these guys, you went to high school, school talking, talking to make sure. Yeah, yeah. So this is so fun, and it, a generation apart, if not a generation and a half, and it was just so fun to be with that. And the story is, so we're up in Michigan, in the middle of national forest, deep, we're deep in logging. Uh, two tracks where there's nothing yeah, there's so much trees up there they have to pipe sunlight yeah it's just that no road, out, no planes no road noise no nothing no man's and we're sitting there and mr add got real uh persnickety here first day and says i'm not gonna hunt there i'm gonna hunt your spot so that afternoon i bag at an eight point out of his stand <laughs> yeah and my dad told me to stay in this stand he said my dad was like a great great hunter and he said you know just stay here there's big deer here and there's going to be a big deer here well after one day of just <laughs> getting too bored i'm like ah, i want to sit in a different spot and then he ended up getting the big ball and we have that on video where we're, we're tracking this blood trail and we come across this deer and i was nervous i'm shaking and your dad walked me through every step he said no i'm gonna do it here's the knife Get down there, I'm going to show you what to do. He never gutted a deer. And that's kind of a nasty thing to do yeah. if you've never done it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of, you know, gross. I know some listeners will be like, yeah, man, I'm going to talk about a gutting a deer. But yeah. it was weird because he never did it. And he had to learn. And my my pop showed him, gave him a little guidance, and then made him finish the task. And now he's like, yeah. you can do it all, all, all by yourself now. Absolutely. So it was so what great memories. Yeah. Such so, a fun camp. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that was mine. So on to the next one. He was a good man. And that's actually my fourth is my grandparents. You know, I got a special shout out to, to three of them in particular. And Pops is the first one because, you know, he kind of stepped in for me as a young man and kind of helped me along through all my hard times. He was the one guy I could always go to when I went to jail, when I screwed up in school. When I was having my kid going through a breakup, he was the guy I would go to. And even when he was ailing later in life, I could go sit there 
and just talk to him, even though he wasn't as receptive mm -hmm. as the years went on. I always left there feeling like a better person because he'd always give me that reassurance, you know what I mean? That nobody else really could. Um, so I'm forever grateful for that, you know, for him stepping up. And I went hunting with them and I was like, oh, Papa, it's not really my thing. Like, it's all right, let's go watch football. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, always make me just feel comfortable. How he would do it too. You know, yeah. and uh, I'll, I'm just forever grateful for that. And so I got his dog tag on my arm. You know, he, he means the world to me. Um, get a little emotional talking about sure, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He means, means everything to me. And um, even my grandma too, she's got a heart of gold. Um, should do anything for me, even to this day. And uh, a shout out to my grandma, Randy, too, who is actually Gary's mom. Okay. And we're not blood, but she treats me like one of her own. You know, and that's yes, she does. my stepdad's, my mom's ex-husband's mother. And uh, she's always been good to my son, always, even Andrew. You know what I mean? She does everything for everybody. And I just had to shout her out because she's a, a special person. A lot of memories. We'd go there, me and Josh and... Um, she'd let us go to the pool and eat all night. And I had my first drink at her house, you know, snuck some apple pucker back in the day when I was like 14. <laughs> yes. So, a lot of good memories, man. I'm just, I'm so blessed for whatever I lacked in life. All these people around kind of picked me up. So I'm very, very thankful for that. That's good stuff, dude. And that happens for a reason too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. There's always, hopefully everybody has that, that red rock to lean on and that person that guides you. You need them, man. Yeah. You need them, especially in times of need. Yeah. Even at, even at our ages, don't you guys still feel like you need some mentorship at some point, even from the old, older wise man or something like that? I love I, talking to older people. Yeah. There's so much history yeah. talking to an older person that can, that want, if you ever meet someone that wants a story tell that's mm -hmm. older and older than you in so many ways, yeah. that they live so many more years it would do you justice to listen. Mm -hmm. It really would, because you're going to walk away with something and go, yeah. wow, man, that guy was a Korean war hero. Or, you know, this guy had this great life and maybe had nobody to talk to, to continue yeah. to tell his story. And you just might be that person. Yeah. And that's yeah. why like, I pride myself on being a good listener. And I got that from pops too, because he would always listen. You know what I mean? So even to this day, like we talk about being single and like dating. Yeah. That's one of my biggest strengths. I always tell a woman is like, yeah, I'll listen. And I, and I always know I got that from him. Hey, that's a big yeah. one, man. You know I mean, people appreciate that because we all need to vent, right? At times we all need to vent, but at times it's just as important to listen to somebody too because that yeah. can make all the difference. It's very true. Yeah, there's so. a difference between listening and hearing somebody. So you're listening to these women now, but they're here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and they keep talking and you hear them. That that's when they got to go. Right, right. Well, you got to know. It. You got to know where the photo, but. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears again, but it's not it's not. Kwame Kilpatrick, don't you? Got? <laughs> you got on that list, I man. Do, I do have a quick Kwame <laughs> story. So we take the kids down to Thanksgiving Day Parade. He's the Grand Marshal, right? He's in. He's he's sitting outside of this corvette and they're in the parade hmm. just out of the blue i said kwame my man all right now <laughs> <laughs> everybody looked at me and they go oh my God, how do you how do you know <laughs> i go you didn't know that that was kwame and the guy is like six foot ten uh, i don't know what he's talking about it was so it was all right now <laughs> So funny, my boy Al would appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna shift this to music. Now, growing up, my dad liked Pink Floyd. He liked jazz. 
He liked the Rolling Stones. My brother was 12 and a half years older, so he graduated in 72. I was born in 66. So his thing, he liked Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and all these other bands. Jeff Beck, all good music. So I'm listening to this. Now I get to the point in my life where I'm like, okay, I like all their stuff, but I need, I need my own thing here. Mm. Africa Bambada, Planet Rock. The first time I heard that song, I was like, what the hell? This I is crazy. You. I still love that. And being a kid, I GMB. used to stutter. Block the video. I used to stutter bad and I would get all flustered if like I'm trying to read in class and this and that. I'm like, man, they're going to make fun of me and this and that. Those are the first songs where you could sing the lyrics and not stutter. It's like, man, rap, you know? Yeah. Rapper's Delight comes out. I said, hip hop to the hip. You know, but those beats and then the break dancing came in and the whole the whole thing just made sense to me. Now they would come in my room. What the hell is this? What are you listening? It's like, man, I can't even explain it to you guys. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was that was influential, and then everything else just came right after that. You know, party people, party people. Yeah, it was good. It was it was something at the time where it's like you know, okay, this this is where this is gonna pick me up. I still like all that other stuff, but I got, I got my own shit now, mm. you know? And it was just, you know, one of the moments where it's like, so then all your friends kind of get into it and you now, you know, you're kind of building blocks with this and that. And then you got the burnout kids, but even yeah. they kind of liked it. Cause it was, it was, it was so different. Oh, it was yeah. so different. Yeah. That's dope. It kind of, yeah. music speaks to you, man. It, it does. does. I love it really it. does. I love that one. Very good. All right. So mine, uh, number three, I, I checked out some stuff th this morning online. Um, so think back to when our country was getting started, Thomas Jefferson. I didn't know he's the author of the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. So there's somebody that's a game changer. There's somebody that uh, made a difference. Yeah. He nutted up and was the author of the Declaration of Independence, got everybody to rally around it. The rest is history. Here we are. I don't think he'd be too happy these days with what's going on. But, <laughs> but shout out to Thomas Jefferson. Shout out to Tell me about the J -J -J Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about the Jefferson. You talking about practice. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bryce. <laughs> Bitch, don't cry in the kitchen. Beat don't burn on the what did I say last week? Man, it's good timing for this Jefferson drop, bro. Uh, damn, you stole my number three. <laughs> Who'd you have? Pol Pot. Uh, no, I'm keeping it theme with Cheech over there. I got Putin. <laughs> great guy great guy he's got donald you should see is him it putt. Not, is it not it's me? on you okay. he can really so, putt uh, 
<laughs> Speaking of putts, man, and this kind of fun, you guys see about Putin. this Putin? Did you Putin. guys see this kid with the twenty-one inch fucking shoe? No. You know this kid's out of Goodrich, Michigan. He's, I did see this. He's got a twenty-three a or twenty-four. Twenty. Okay, so twenty-three, twenty-four inch shoe. The guy is huge. He had to have huge. special six ten special shoes made for him and uh, Shaq. Shaq made him said bought him some. Uh, homemade shoes. Yeah, uh, wow. Rob, Rob Galley, the guy that's on Channel 7, he's mm -hmm. a size 14, and they were standing next to each other. It looked like an infant foot next to this guy. I was telling Chaos, I said, this kid must have a dick the size of a putter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about people with big shoes? What do they say? They got big socks. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, you can on a serious note, we're going off to my number three. Um, I put Martin Luther King. Hmm. Um, you stole them. I told you that one earlier. All right, so I'll pick Rosa Parks. <laughs> okay, that's all right, okay. You so got the answer sheet so right I had, there. Okay. <laughs> I had my notes. Yeah, he's copying. All right, all right. we talked earlier. Okay, so we can we share it? We can. All right. Oh. Um, you want to you want to talk about it? Stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> Should no, we leave? No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is getting weird. He was. He, <laughs> but I can't <laughs> stop watching. Right. <laughs> the intensity. Yeah. Get some blood lights over here. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, revolutionary, man. I mean, he stood on what he believed. He helped people. You know, and, and that era when our country was in a different spot. You know, I didn't think the equality and the rights and stuff like that. Um, we all know the history of the man, um, and the tragedy and all that, but, um, he set a footprint, mm. you know, it's not a white or black thing. It's an everything thing. So there's a yeah. lot of things that he instilled in the minds of people and what he was trying to push for legislation and laws, um, that came to life that made a huge difference mm. to giving people fair dream. You know? And just the way I kind of piggyback with Rosa Parks the same way, you know, she stood, yeah. stood up for something and. Again, it's not a race thing. It's just you believe in something, no matter what creed, you just do it and do yeah. the right thing. You have to do that. So I think these were people that uh, changed for the good yeah. in our society. The no, cool thing that. about MLK is when he uh, he talked about peaceful re re uh, resolution versus like a Malcolm X type thought pattern behind uh, quality. And uh, I think his words resonate to this day of, of uh, more of a peaceful and, and, and it's it's happened uh, quite exponentially in the past 50 years. Uh, our country was in a bad place. Mm. Racism was was real and and rampant. And you look back and you see the colored drinking fountains and you couldn't even go to a Kresge's or a Woolworths and, and get a milkshake. Mm. You weren't you weren't welcome. Yeah. And that's. Uh, that's a testament to how far we've come. And yeah. you can't imagine a world like that now. You know, no, I mean, no. it's just like it doesn't even register for what's normal. And yet people of color had to go through that. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, that's where wrongs are wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. And so shame on, you know, the people that were allowing that to happen. And so it, it had to take the revolution of people like a Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and, and others to go out there and make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because, um, you know, again, I think if you stand on something, you're standing on it for a reason. And it doesn't have to have, you know, a, a race involved. It's just what's right. Yeah. And they made a difference. You know, they just did. Oh, I love that. I think that's, you know, everybody has different stories and you, we've been exposed to different things. And we've seen racism on all kinds of levels. You know what I mean? Yep. Whether it be friends or 
even me, like I'm probably the whitest Mexican guy you'll ever meet. Right. But you know, I've, I've had people say racist shit to me yep. and I'll never know what it's like to be, you know, African-American. Never. Uh-huh. I'm not even trying to compare that, but I've had people tell me, go back to your own country just for accidentally like bumping into somebody. Yeah. I had a guy at Rite Aid do that. Do you ever talk back to him with like, my friend, why you treat me like this? Let me tell you something, Bendejo. Let me tell you something, Bendejo. No, it's like, yes. who are you to say that to me? Like, Bullshit. I, I'm an American. I pay taxes. El Chapo, yeah. I need you. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I know one of he you He said guys, he's in the sewer. I, you were targeted at airports or one of you guys was. When I you was too. Him. Yeah. I, uh, I was going on vacation with my ex and we were going to Vegas and... Uh, I said some some sly shit. I was like, man, I, you know, I'm Mexican and Polish, man. We don't really blow shit up, you know. Oh, they didn't no. like that too Is that much. What you said? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like it too much. You're like, well, you need to stop. I didn't know that Leo's coming out on the serving booze, man. You get profiled by some people. They're just assholes, man. They're Is that what you said? I did say that. Oh my god! Honest to God, I, I I've said it. That's <laughs> some gangster oh. shit, right there. That is that stuff, man. That's some gangster no, I, shit. I can relate to what you're talking about because in high school. Um, you know, you you got jocks, geeks, and you know, farmers yeah. and burnouts. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't cool to be Italian back then. And actually, one of your listeners uh, didn't treat me so well in high school. Schwartz. Mm. I wouldn't even say his name, but I sense he's changed. Oh yeah, yeah. Spain's a good guy. We'll talk to him, and I have no problem with him. But it was just that mentality of the early eighties. Yeah. And uh, hey, man, people do stuff, and and we're brought up a certain way. But yeah. it's how you in our house. Um, that wasn't spoken of. Yeah. There was no racial undertones. Uh, N-word was not thrown out there at all. Nothing of, of that nature. Um, it was always, my dad's famous line was, you treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And I, that's when I, I always take my employees when I work for 7-Up. That's, that's, that's my mantra. That's what I always live by is just treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And yeah, the world's I mean, a better place. No, and I got a, a story. So we used to, back when I was doing hip hop, you know, Bobsha, God rest her soul, but she's old school, man. Yeah, she used to be. She used to be on the rap scene. No, that's not what I'm saying. She, she was a little, <laughs> little prejudiced, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you you're know, saying. Man. I got back from a club at night with a black friend, and she's like, "What's this so and so doing here?" And he looked at me, and he started laughing his ass off, like it was funny. But I was like, I felt so bad. You know what I mean? Because since then, even before that, it, for me, I don't see color. There's good and bad, everything. And I yeah. truly believe that. My yeah. heart hurts. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we kind of laughed it off, but I'm like, damn, this this shit is real. You know what I mean? And uh, I've I've just had good friends of, of all ilks and whatever, man. So I just don't see it. I don't either. You know, do I, never will. I don't either. In this table, you think about just what we spoke of here just on this podcast about diversity. You know, you guys were in a rap scene. What was known to be more of you know, a black guy's type thing back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. You guys were hanging with them and popping yeah. and locking and doing everything. Uh, we got an Italian guy here, a couple of Italian guys. Mm-hmm. got a European Polak here. We got the split here between the Mexicano and, and Polak. And to cover more diversity, he's performed in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> so, I mean, we're covering <laughs> a lot of brown here. We shit. got Asians, <laughs> Latino, you know, black and white. And, 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 yeah. and Anyway, to the stage. Love it. So, uh, me love you a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, I got uh, my brothers. Uh, I'm really tight with my brothers, and I'm very thankful for my individual relationships with them. Um, Nick, Jeff, and Andrew, just got to shout them out, man. Um, 
been through a lot of stuff. You know, I didn't set the best example when I was younger and they kind of went through their shit. Um, but through it all, you know, I think Andrew's come out the most unscathed through all that. And I'm very, very proud of him. But uh, also, you know, Nick and Jeff have become, you know, solid grown men too. And I'm very, very proud of them for that. And I don't get to tell them that enough. But, uh, you know, when shit hits the fan, if I really, really need something, they always got my back. And that's something, you know, half the people out there just won't do for you. So, yeah. you know, those bro hams, man, hermanos. I love them. I love them to death. I never had a brother, but I do right here. Yeah, and I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really do feel like, you know, it's, these are my brotherhoods, you know? Yeah. And especially a guy like you. I, I mean, I'm kind of like, you know, that's important. Man. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I, it's I a special a thing. We're getting closer. There's mm -hmm. been a disconnect for a few years with my yeah. half brother, but um, I'm making up ground with him, man. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm sending him memes and he's listening to the show. Facebook now. He is. Oh, he goes, hey, shout out to Spud <laughs> fucking Johnson from Los Angeles, California. Hey, Tommy. How you doing? You. How you doing? <laughs> my brother, he's one of these guys. He's way up in the UP. He doesn't want to be around people. You know, he's just fucking crazy like that. And so uh, we've been on Facebook and this, he discovered Facebook after all these years. And so he's messaging me. He's like, brother. I listened to your podcast. What's with the hairy arm joke? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't have to listen to episode 80 to understand what we were talking about. But uh, the fact that he spent, he spent that much time listening to that crazy ass podcast and he gathered that little spot and sent it off to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's listening to the show. Oh, that's, that's what's cool. Everybody's got different relationships. You know, yeah. I even got a brother and sister in Indiana that I don't get to speak to all the time. But I reached out to my sister in Indiana the other day and we talked message back and forth. So those connections, I think they're important, you know, whether few and far between, you know, uh, there's always a story there. And I got different relationships with each of them which is super cool to me and I hold special to my heart. Yeah. And shout yeah. out to Uncle Tom. Thank you for a listener. Yeah, man. Thank you Laughter, for family, music, it's all good it medicine. Is, yeah. Man. The music you talk about influences and it all, the shittiest day and listen to a good song change everything. Yeah, absolutely. Dig it? I mean, that's where it's at. Yeah. Or me if you're thinking about somebody and then that song pops up, it's yeah. like, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did you have a did you have a love ballad you used to listen listen to back in the day, Cheech? That was your girlfriend like song. Like, man, was it tender uh, love? What was it? No, that yeah, that was one. Yeah, of them. you like like I that. feel so unsure. I won't even play that stupid oh. ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> This next song is for backwards skaters only. <laughs> <laughs> backwards. You guys used to roller rink it? That's Fuck it, yeah. yeah. Macomb Skating Center, man. I had I had my own skates. So yeah. Here's a fun here's a here's a quick little funny story. See how this just went off the rails real quick, Billy? Really? But that's that's this is what we so do. So I pick up this. A pair of skates and they fit the the kid says just take them well the wheels were shit the wheels they're for shit they're no good <laughs> they're no good for the nothing. wheels no good so we go out for to shit. troy and i buy some new wheels no idea what i'm buying right i buy precision wheels <laughs> these axles have grooves right so i get them home and my dad says what the fuck is this because he he pounded them motherfuckers on. He got them on there, and I had some cool ass skates. There you go. Hell yeah! You were tearing it up, were you? Hell yeah! Hell McCall, yeah! Cold yeah. skating center. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Am I up? You're up. You're up, my man. This is number four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Helen Keller. Hmm. Not Lance Keller. 
The tattoo guy. <laughs> I'm good friends with Lance Keller by the time. <laughs> by the way, he would love to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Keller. So this lady. Who are you? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> or see you. <laughs> see you, man. <laughs> At the age of 19 months, she lost her sight and her hearing to something that happened. I don't know. I don't I don't know why, but Vagine uh, hang like slave of wizard. <laughs> She proceeds to live her life. She graduated from college. She had a hunch. Her her IQ was like 150. She almost eloped at one point. I'm thinking, what's the purpose of this? But she would communicate. They would touch her hand in different ways. And she knew what was going. She was very political. Hmm. How does that? How, how does how do you create a world where you can't see or hear and yet have this huge impact? Hmm. That's pretty dope, though. It yeah. is. I mean, it's just like it's like you talk about not not giving up. Yeah. You know, that's true. There's always someone that has it worse. Right. Yeah. As bad as it yeah. gets for us, as dark as it gets, man. Yeah. There's always someone that's got it. It's always dark story. for her. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> try to keep it in price. Number but, four, I got you know, fucking you know, bow right, man. Yeah, man, she was yeah. in the room, yeah. and man, next thing you know, the dirt reach around in the dark. These net. Can I? Can I see your license? <laughs> oh yes. Talk. Huh? All right. Number, I mean, just that's crazy. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Number four. So we shared number that's, four. So I have, I have a bonus one. So we're gonna, I'm gonna bump this one up. Henry Ford. So you talk about somebody that made a difference. There was a special on, uh, I forget which channel, TNT or whatever it was. But they talked about Henry Ford. So in the early days of the automobile, there was a consortium where they controlled the whole thing. They had the patent on the automobile, and that's it. There was only a couple people that made it. Don't even try it. And Henry Ford kept getting shut out and shut out. And he says, listen, I'm going to make this car. And if I beat this one fellow who was the fastest guy in the world in a, in a it's a Porsche or some ridiculous Mercedes-Benz, maybe. Mm. If I beat you in a race one-on-one -on -one, down in Gross Point Farms at his house, will you let me build a car? And they agreed, sure, why not? And he beat his ass. Wow. So that, and so that, and he went on to be, you know, the, the most influential automobile builder. Personally, I think they build shitty cars, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, imagine the pressure of that race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everything that he did was from that. Yeah. Yep. And you think about, you know, that he's the father of, of the modern, uh, the way we build the, um, 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 um uh, what are they? The line, con um, not construction line, the, what do they call the assembly line? Assembly line. Thank yep. you. Uh, <laughs> so he's the father of that, um, and he was very struggling, hard-headed. That guy. You see the special on him. He was all about working people seven days a week, working them to the bone, getting everything they could out of them. He had a horrible henchman for a partner, and um, that's why the unions come into play. And there was a horrific deal where there was gunfire involved and. 
the whole thing. There was a, a tragedies. People died in the in the steel plants, and mm-hmm. um, but that fellow right there, he he kind of revolution that revolutionized the entire automobile business. He was very uh, influential. What the fuck is going on here? He made he made the difference. He was the guy. That so really that's got why the Lions haven't won since '57. <laughs> he spent so much time, and he was so hard headed about the Model T. I don't know if you know the whole history of that. Mm. So. He wanted to hang on to this Model T. Probably till this day, we'd be driving Model Ts if it was up to Henry Ford. And so, Do me a favor, take a shit, yeah. bro, bro. So, so they brought the Model A in, and then his son, later in life, Etzel, um, wanted to keep going. They built the Etzel, which, in my opinion, is one of the most awesome cars in the world. But it was a flub. Mm, yeah. And uh, his son, it sucked. He died at a young age. But. Mm. That's my answer. Henry oh, Ford. Very good. Very good. And that legacy lives on, man. Yeah. That's that's powerful shit. The thing that you said they actually raced, we actually had some actual audio of the beginning of it, and it went like this. Let's get it, dude. And then after he won, <laughs> got him. Beautiful thing, Brad. <laughs> had to get those in. That's in uh, historical documents. <laughs> the, that's the boy's actually, mind. The boy's it is mind. pickled, but I'll listen back to that and go, wow, I learned something from chaos. But you switched that on me because I know you were going to pick somebody else for this, right? I said that. Can I, get the model, no. can I get no, the model T with curb feelers? Oh, should I or shouldn't I? You can. We'll share it. All right. We'll man, share it. We're looking at his paper, well, man. We, we did talk, but we, we discussed amongst ourselves. But I, actually, I had the bonus on there, but we're going to just bring this out because I know some people are going to say, oh, what an idiot. But Donald Trump. What Donald Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> first one at the table. Um, I got a bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Me too. And, and I'm not saying it's all good and it's all bad, but I want to say that there's been a lot of political shit been exposed since his day. I mean, there's a lot of things have come out. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a lot of things that have happened exactly the way he called it. And yep. I think he exposed a lot of what's going on in crooked politics. Yep. We the pay a lot, of, a lot of taxpayer money. Um and we're seeing it, man. There's so much politicization, if that's how I can pronounce it right. There's a lot of politics that goes around big pharma, all this stuff. We know this now because and it's exposed. And you're seeing that these companies are starting to have to adjust because they're, they have gotten exposed. Yeah. And it's a different world. Yeah, right he's now. making them all uncomfortable. Is what he's is what he's doing. Yeah, I guess you learn how, you and they how got crooked this, it is. And they got this big facade going on, this whole like they always try to divert you to this sideshow to hide what they're actually doing. Right. And I'm not saying I agree with everything because that would be a yeah. false statement. But I'm thinking as far as a president that somebody actually took over the power of the most powerful country in the world. And whether you liked him or you hated him, there was things that were getting done at such a fast pace. Yeah. And it was done not because of what was left behind. It was done when he came and started moving the needle. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that we are in a better spot today than we were a couple of years ago. I no. get it, the pandemic. I get it that there's, you know, all that stuff could factor into the economy. But there's a lot of things that are happening right now to me that um, a game changer, a president, or someone with the mindset that runs a country more like a business, because then ultimately that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. We're business to trade to other countries. Um, how we keep people away from war and all this other stuff. Um, chaos. I mean, we're sharing it. I'd like for you to pick up a little bit of it. We, we talked about this last week too, where um, Trump, when he was on, when he was in the first year, he made such a change 
And God bless the guy challenging the UN and uh, the other group where, um, you know, they we use so much of our GDP, our money to go towards um, defense. And when somebody else is in peril, how much are you going to contribute? And, and I think it's the, is it the UN or what am I trying to think of? The, the one that is kind of like the national or by national group of, of not soldiers, but the, uh, the military thing. Yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're talking I forget, about. I'm sorry, I forgot about Stay it. Stay on track, I'll look it up. So, yeah, so he challenged all these countries, hey, we're giving 2% of our GDP to go towards this effort. You're giving 0.2. Belly up or we're pulling the plug. Mm. So he challenged all these countries and they ponied up. They put in the money. So it's just stuff like that. And he didn't give a rip if if France didn't like him or yeah. this person didn't like him or somebody else didn't like him. No, and that's the one thing I can always respect about him. And I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I really had to no, pass. No, but, not at all. You know, uh, he's a polarizing figure. You want to talk about a game changer in society, period. He is. He's a disruptor, right? Yeah. And business savvy. And again, like he said about running the country like a businessman, he got a lot of shit good done. You cannot deny that mm -hmm. just from the facts don't lie. Again, like we talked about on the last show was it's the extra stuff that people, you know, yeah. aren't happy with. But yeah. again, I can go with the less of the bashing and the things that kind sure. of look juvenile. To me. Uh, they look yeah. a little to me as an adult. I look at this and go. That's not where, where you want to start. You it know, is UN, by the way. United it's, United. Like, yeah. it's one of those things. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're in a crisis, you go to someone that just wants to fuck around. That's that's not really, you know what I mean? That's not someone you want to go to at that mm -hmm. time. So when you look at the president of the United States, you want somebody you can go to that's going to stand firm, be solid, not back down, not bullshit you, just be, you know what I mean? Cut to the chase, man. Yeah, look at um, North Korea. Rocket man. He <laughs> challenged him directly. He walked across that threshold. He shook his hand, and you yeah. could just you could see the tenor. Quit messing with us. Right, right, right. We're done. Yeah. Um, what else? Iran. Soleimani. What's the other cat? They just smoked him right in the street. They launched a bomb and gone. It's wild, man. Nobody else is doing that right now. <laughs> You know, talk about sending a message. Yeah. So for that pick, because I told you about the shirt. The guy said, "F around and find out." Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and for that pick, that's not me standing on some political soapbox. It's just to say that we were talking. You know, the subject line today was people have have made a difference, yeah. or yeah. inspired, or have done something in our world that we live in. Um, we have never seen anything like it. And I don't believe the story's over yet. You know, there's a no. lot of things going on right now. We're in a, going into an election year without making this Fox News over here, but it's mm. going to happen. We're going to think, think about this, too. President. The guy didn't need to do that. He was larger than life. Yeah. This guy had he was a, a bajillion, bajillion dollars. Yeah. Mar-a-Lago, all these different golf courses and casinos and buildings. He didn't have to do this. He did it because he felt we were in trouble and we need to make a change. Yeah. And dude, like every so, billionaire, like Elon Musk or, uh, you know, the guy that runs Amazon, um, Bezos, 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 people are going to listen to this, go, well, you're giving this guy credit for being a billionaire because he was hiding his money and his records showed all this was screwed up and all yeah. that. The reality is every billionaire's probably got some kind of a paper trail that's going to lead to something that's going to look a little off, of you know, because there's so much move, money moving. So with Trump and all this other stuff that's been going on. Um, I would judge on what his presidency was to mm. me. If you want to look at just the facts of what really happened 
I get this whole, you know, attack at the thing and all that stuff at the Capitol was horrible. Yeah. And in the childish antics. But if you put a like business people in office and you run a country, we were better off in those four years than we ever have been mm -hmm. ever yep. as a country. So now that's what I judge it on. If he can repeat it or get people like him to do the same things in ethical standards, yeah. I think we'll be moving forward instead of keep receding backwards. Because right now there's a lot of volatility. You yeah, know, we right. talked yeah. about this, you know, these balloons yeah. and you know, submarines and all this other stuff that's going on off the coast of Alaska and things like that. Right. You know, as a red, white, and blue kind of guy and a citizen that just loves his country, um, I wouldn't want to see anything bad happen here. Sure. You know? Yeah. Sure. So I want that, you know, patriotism and stuff back. I agree. So that was my pick. Yep. Agreed. Very, very solid. Uh, for me, again, I went very, very family oriented on this. So people can say what they want, but I got to go with my parents. You know what I mean? Always have my back. And that's my mom, my stepdad, Andy. Um, just rocks in my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, they supported me in, in all my endeavors, whether it be to pursue coaching. They love that because I want to give back to the game of football, you know, because had I not had football in my life, I was on a very, very dark path. Football kind of brought me back in the discipline. I learned um, shout out to Garth Frost, who was uh, my JV football coach. Um, I wanted to throw his name out there because he had a significant impact on my life. He's somebody that didn't give up on me and kind of like there was that tutelage there. You know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget that. I did reach out after high school when I needed somebody, you know, he didn't reach out, but that's okay. At that time when I needed him, he was there. So I'm thankful for that. But, uh, you know, whether it be podcasting or whatever I decided to do, my parents have always been there. And um, Andy came in later in life, right? And a guy that took on, you know, three other kids, not his own. That takes, you know, some fortitude, man. It takes some balls. You know what I'm saying? It's not an easy thing to do. It's something that, I never wanted to do, but like he opened my mind to that. So if I met a woman and shout out to a good woman too, because I think every king needs a queen. You guys could attest to that, right? You know, you've been, you understand what that's yeah. like. And I've been in long relationships where, you know, it, it hasn't always been bad, right? It's been good. And when you mm -hmm. guys are rolling on all cylinders, having a good woman behind you is there too. So this is all kind of lumped into my number two. Um, but that, that baseline, like you talked about parents, your dad's. My mom was that for me. And then later in life, you know, Andy taught me a lot about finance and, you know, how to structure things and stuff like that. I think that's so important, which it was not taught in high school for me. So I struggled with that getting out of there and, uh, you know, being a young adult with issues, you know, anger issues and running in the streets, fucking around, fucking up, you know, but all that stuff with coaching brought me back center. And that's why I'm where I'm at today. So forever grateful for that i had to shout them out tonight yep nice very good you gotta go where it hits home man you know <clears throat> i know it's different and again perspectives right and i love what you guys are saying because yeah. i i was gonna go there but i was like you know what i gotta stay gotta stay close to home that just matters it's the most difference making to me yeah yeah it's a little better than el chapo <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he was a family man. He was a family he man. He was a family man. I tried to pick you up, Cheech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's face was like, wow. Can't wait to watch that one. <laughs> I'm going to go with my parents, too, on this last one. And like I said, they're in no particular order, but um, 
my mom was a stay-at-home wife, mother. She never drove. She lived to be 91 years old, and she never drove. That's that's insane. Was never on a plane. Hmm. Furthest she ever went was St. Louis, Missouri. Hmm. She didn't go east. She went to Boston, but... And she always had dinner ready. She always cleaned. She did this. She did that. We had to drive her everywhere, but we were good with that. And my dad, he worked. He was a pipe fitter for Chrysler. He, you know, this is what he told me when I got my job. He said, the first thing you buy, I said, what's that? He goes, an alarm clock. Get your ass up. Don't be late for work. Mm. He goes, if you're there on time. They tell you to work eight hours, work eight hours. They want you to work overtime, work overtime. He goes, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And I was like, okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Then on the weekends, he'd have all these little side gigs. Come on. We're going to hook up a dryer at so-and-so's house. I grab the bag. Okay, put put some dope on there. And that's how I learned how to, how to fix shit with right. him. Nice. Do this. Do that. We're going to go fix this faucet. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And you're still a fixer-upper kind of guy. Can Fix. you do your counters and all that recently? Yeah. 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 I'm doing my master bath right now. You know, I don't know nothing shit about plumbing. I know enough to do it. You know, now with YouTube, you can, you know, you can do it all. Yeah. You just, but you save it. Yeah, it's true. You save a ton of money. You save a ton of money. Mm -hmm. It just takes me longer, but I live by myself, so it's okay. I yeah. got two full baths. I'm good. That's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. But, good for um, you, man. He was always, he was always fixing something. He's underneath the hood of a car doing this, doing that. And him and his, him and his brothers, man. But them guys, they did not miss work. That's what's, that's what lacks today. They don't have work ethic. No. Don't like, you feel like that's like the key to success though, is that consistency. Like, Hey, you got to clock absolutely. in, you got to continue to build on yeah. something. Otherwise, like if you leave all these gaps in between, like your life's going to be like peaks and valleys, right? Absolutely. If you stay consistent and keep earning that yeah. tech, man. That's that's how you get places. That's how you get you know? places, you know. And you know, you got to like what you do. Sure. I don't, you know, just oh, you know, this this job pays all this money, but I hate it. You you can't you can't have a job where you hate it. My dad loved his job. He was good at it, and he got up and he drove Chrysler vehicles. He hated it, but you know what? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's mm. what he always said. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, good philosophy. Good advice too. You know, yep. and they were good, you know, they, they fought, but they stayed together and this and that. And she'd make the sauce. None of us could eat the sausage, the mild sausage in there. The sauce. The that was glue. all, that was all for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, the sausage that those are, those are your father's. <laughs> Really? All, all five of them? Well, he takes them to work. Oh. <laughs> like, oh right. Okay. He's the, he's, he's the one keeping all this shit above ground. <laughs> so, she thought she could took care of the boss. Yeah. yeah. And he was a Very music good. guy. He played drums. He was in a band called the Volcanoes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So I, I was in like third grade and they did this fundraiser somewhere. So I'm out there dancing on the dance floor and stuff like that. So, so that's player. where it started. So the bass player... In mm -hmm. between, they took a little break. He said, hey, why don't you get your kid up on stage? You know, he looks like he'll have fun, you know, let him play the tambourine. So I went up there and like for two songs, I was just jamming. I had my curly hair was out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but after the second song, the fucking guitar player, he goes, 
this kid's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't stop. You know, so they meet. You know, they're like, yeah, let's let's give it up for little Sammy. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> this, is a, this is this is short set. Come on, be on start, sir. Come on, one more. <laughs> Come on. Give it up a little let's do some James Brown. <laughs> but yeah, I owed all of them. That's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome, man. So what are we on? Number five for me? Yes, sir. All right, so we bumped up. We bumped up here. My bonus was taken. So Elon Musk, I know he hasn't mm. been. So he is. Ah, Brian was going to take that one. <laughs> Shit. Damn you. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. You say Jovan Musk. This guy, I think he's a little Musk in me. I think he's like one of these yet to be determined. But yeah. what a weird cat. So this yeah. guy comes out. He smokes pot every day. Mm. He does? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he single-handedly revolutionized the automotive business going to EV and perfected it in the past 10 years. Um, got us back into space with SpaceX. And he's a major player with AI, the artificial intelligence. Mm. And this is a guy that's just a, a one-off weird cat that yeah. pothead and just... Yeah. But he's getting it done right. He's, he's totally revolutionized the way that we go to uh, building. Um, just every aspect of how we do stuff has been retooled, redone, and done his way. And I think that when, I'll, when the last chapter is written in his book, he'll probably go down as one of the best. Yeah, for something yeah, somebody yeah. that made a difference. So that will be fucking backing up Willie Nelson's band because he liked that dope, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine is. Do you think because he smokes so much, bud, he gets more clarity? You think it sounds like, like this? Like, hey, you want to get high, man? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you, I mean, do you think maybe that that something has because people get very thoughtful in their own yeah. minds and they yeah. start getting that little head buzz going and. Do you think that helps them? Like, didn't, I'm going to bend a work, fucking rocket. It didn't work so yeah. well for Cheech and Chong. Though. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, just think, you just <laughs> They're said alive that. still. Yeah. 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 They're still making money. <laughs> but think about that. You mentioned rockets, cars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, be, this guy's done some crazy shit. And like, I didn't yeah. know he was a big pothead and all Very that. Very intelligent yeah. individual, too. Yeah. He knows his stuff. Would you read yeah. that High Times Magazine, man? No, man. Joe Rogan, <laughs> man. I <laughs> guy don't know any tunes, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I had a bonus pick. Uh, did anybody say Thomas Edison? No. All right. So Thomas Edison, that guy invented the light bulb. <laughs> 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 so having said that, that's why we have these beautiful lights over here and a nice chandelier. Thank uh, God, right? I mean, you know, I think, think Thomas about Edison. It. We've all lost power, right? Come yes. on, man. What what does it suck when you don't you take it for granted like we do, right? You lose mm-hmm. your power. It's a game changer. It just changes everything, right? Um and just yeah, I mean, that guy revolutionized what we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Very well said. <laughs> well, that's going to be tough to follow. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, my last one is is uh, becoming a father. You know, and I talk about this a lot, but that was the, the single most, no matter what influencer person in my life. To me, that was the biggest game changer in my life. Period. Bar none. Until the day I die, that's going to be it. Because again on that rough and rocky road it kind of made me dive deep into music go harder go harder at work um strive for more made me you know want to do better at podcasting even like a small pipe dream you know he's my motivation every day 
And um, again, you know, everybody's story is different. But for me, that completely flipped the script for me. It's like that. You want to talk about light bulbs? That motherfucker went off see, like that. See how that tied in? It did. <laughs> nice segue, by the way. But, uh, you know, it translates well. And for me, nothing else compares to it. And uh, I'll die on that sword any day of the week, man. So becoming a father was the biggest difference in my life. Yeah. It's real, dude. I agree. Some very powerful stuff here tonight. I'm very <laughs> impressed. I mean, I came ill-prepared. <laughs> no, again, that's that's what's great about this I podcast is because when we have guests on and it's all about perspective. We've been off the wall how many times? Oh like, my gosh. Can't even I mean, count. both ends of the Say next time, put that over here. I'm not going to copy off you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, man, I don't or, quite understand or, your question. What is the fives or, about this week? Put a bunch of stupid <laughs> shit and watch him steal it all. <laughs> right, right. No, Steve Garvey. Well, I, well, I really I like Steve Steve Garvey. Garvey. Captain and Tennille. Dave good. Chappelle. <laughs> Uh, I got all the wrong fives here. We're going to bust balls, but there's no wrong answer. That's right. exactly. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. judgments. It's all about perspective. So great job. Did you hear that, El Chapo? Hey. You ready to get bad, Grandma? I just saw him in the bathroom. He'd come through the toilet. Oh, <laughs> just to shake my hand. 24th Street Pizza has expanded their menu to offer new items like the Miami Steak Sub, Poutine, Nacho Supreme, Traverse City Salad, and even the Poho Mac and Cheese Pizza. Plus, with beer and wine and free delivery in Port Huron, there's no question what's for dinner. It's 24th Street Pizza. Shaman, shaman. More Bud Lights, please. I smell good in there. Somebody got a dick. <laughs> My shoulder is smelling there. How's it smell? <laughs> All right, so it's time for bad people, Grandmaster B. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, oh, do I lead it off? <laughs> Hey, where's all? Oh, there's that's my what the show script God said. Damn it! All right, so um, you want me to explain it for you? Yeah, explain okay. the rules to the fans. Would you all right, please? One more time. Me? So thank you. We got three cards in our hand, right? Uh, Chi Chi is our guest of honor. You're going to start it off. So when you read the card out, you got to pass that card out to whoever it applies to the most that you think it applies to the most, and you have one opportunity out of the three cards that you have to give to somebody not here today. So you can throw that in the middle. So. Whoever has the most cards at the end is the worst person in the room. Hence the bad people card game. And this is not exactly how it's played, but this is our version of it. Okay. So with that being said, what not and what have you, please, my man, go ahead and read your first card. Hurry up. I got a hot shit in the chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Well, spit my chew. <laughs> Most likely to date someone much older than them. Mm. Like Samelia. Mm. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Mm. You date somebody like Esther? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Rilo. <laughs> so Big who dummy. here likes that wolf pussy? <laughs> dip your face and make some gorilla cookies. <laughs> so ugly. <laughs> Most likely to date someone much older than them. Well, it could be anybody at this table, or it could be a friend outside, and you could throw it in the middle. 
If you listen to the show, this is a given. I'm going to throw this one in the middle. Oh. 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 Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> got to say who it is. You got to say, say who it is. is. You got to call him out. Who it is. Uh-huh. Who are you? They're exposed. It's a guy I used to work with at Jim Cosley Pontiac. His name is Mike Grove. What and he was he, he he would always meet these women and he's talking all this and then they'd come walking up to the parts department. What's good about it? And it'd be some old lady and it's like uh, <laughs> is Mike here? And we're like Yeah, and we'd call him up over there and Yeah, this is the one I'm talking about. It's like I thought it was your mother. I thought it was your grandma. Just, well, if you listen to the show a little bit more, you find out Philly likes them older women. All right. Mike Grove in the middle. So mine is most likely to run into a former lover and not remember their name. Well, this is pretty simple. I give it to Picolitis GMB. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's accurate. All right, I'll take it. Off to me, filling. Yes, sir. All right, most likely to draw a dick on a passed out friend. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's totally passed out, and someone busts out the Sharpie and draws a peanut on someone's face. <laughs> I'd vote for myself, but I got to disqualify <laughs> me, though. I'm asking the question. Uh, honestly, I would have to say Sammy T, without question. Ooh. It may be a dry eraser. I don't think it'd be a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Take out my face. Wow, definitely, it's an definitely Sammy penis. T. Oh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice certain head. <laughs> Giant, bodacious one. It's like a dick in a bag. Most likely to masturbate right before getting a massage so they don't get awkwardly aroused. Somebody got a dick? Cheech will take it. Yes. Cheech will take it. He's off from the Asian spas. We should have one episode with just him and just James on it. It'd be fucking great. Hey, man, you ever been that one down in Brooklyn right on 12th Street? <laughs> oh, you'll come full very fast in half hour. I like to fall asleep during the massage, and if I don't, right? If I don't rub one out before, not happening. She like guy, you got fifty more minutes. I tell you what. Hey, did you guys ever perform at a massage parlor? <laughs> Right up there, the Chinese restaurant. He's my biggest fans. Rock and rhymes. <laughs> How did I want to stroke you to this beat? Say, <laughs> just yeah, get a little beatbox while the Asian music's going, bros. <laughs> I'm on your back now. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, shit. All right, back to you, Chi-Chi. Back to me. Boy. Just to beat man, we're the spot, dude. <laughs> oh, me love you long time, Joe. <laughs> man, you're going to offend the Asian body. Well, I got one that listens. <laughs> if, we were all, if we were all hitchhikers... 
<laughs> who would be the last person to get picked up? <laughs> oh man. Mm. Oh. Can't can't go outside the room now. Yeah, no. you, you mulligan, dude. You're you got it. You're next to her on us. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Brian. Oh, <laughs> have you never seen me wear those funny wigs? I can <laughs> man, I, I'm gonna picked on here. Sammy T. I don't know. Yeah, two. John, you know, bro. Go ahead. I'll take it. I'm getting beat up over here, bro. Most likely to sleep their way to the top. Mm. Philly in the house. Mm. That's it right Mm. there. I don't. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) He just took that leg. I don't. Okay. Most likely to have a secret sex tape. Zamia. Well, we know Hollywood's not here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody that goes out and buys a great tripod for a camera like this, that thing is being used for more than just this. That motherfucker's prime for holy fans. Somebody got a dick? (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, he's driving in Range Rovers and whatnot. Get all kinds of angles, man. (laughs) All right, most likely to leave a party by blowing glitter in your face and disappearing. Hmm. I'm out. <laughs> what the fuck? Nah, that's no, a weird that's, one. That is a weird one. Uh, I can't. I mean, you do some funny shit and dip out, but I don't think you blow glitter. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't be in a basement with a bunch of men either, like Sea Rebel was. Damn you, Sea Rebel! Damn you! Damn you, Sea So what's Glitter's full name? Sea Rebel. Mr. Gibbons. He gets his glitter. Give him his due. Give him his due. Did you feel the left twisted in the ass? Name's Jack, a.k.a. Glitter. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. Hey, Give guys, him his hey, You got any more Bud Light? <laughs> you guys don't want those pretzels down there? I'm going to look down there. All right, who's up? Cheech. Cheech. Come on, man. Oh, shit. Smirking Cheech, man. Who has the worst game? Ooh, so like player, player game. Who got the worst game? Mmm. Man, too bad you went out of the room on that one, dude. Door dogs hot. My game's pretty strong. You can't pick yourself. Yeah, no, I know. Your game, your game's know. good, man. I know. I think we all had some... Well, I had game back in the day. <clears throat> These boys got it locked up over here, so their game's pretty tight. Yeah. <clears throat> Sammy T. Hey, well, yeah. Wait a minute. This guy went jumped in the man, dance line, man. man. He just showed up. And people were like, who that white boy? <laughs> <laughs> who that? <laughs> who that? He that got that, game. That that beatbox over there. Now about that little short bastard next to him. Now he ain't got shit. Shit. <laughs> 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 Most likely to choose to never have sex again for one million dollars um, for a million well the single guys forget it forget, forget about, about it forget about it forget about it whoa 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 million dollars <laughs> I, I can take you out have you, you ever have you ever <laughs> these nuts seen 
these nuts? No, and I don't want to. You don't want to. That's now that's that's political bullshit. Mm. I do it for fifty thousand. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> most likely to lie. Most likely to lie about their weight on their driver's license. Fuck you. There you go. Two sixty-five. My ass. Right too. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Deserve <laughs> Soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Right, right, right. <laughs> In the morning. All right. Who would eat a human meat burger for uh, the least amount of money? Holy Lord. Oh, why? It is protein. <laughs> Survey says you like protein. But damn, a human meat burger? Mm. That's just gross, dude. Mm. Can't do that. One fucked up. Cheech, only because you talk big about protein, bro. I'm gonna have to give it to you, man. <laughs> wow. Is that his first? Is that his first second. card? Uh, second one. Second, second card. So how many party, we got? Party. That was it, right? Well, party, party, party. Right now, I got two. We got a tie. We got a tie. You guys both got three, three and three. We both have three. Right, we have a sudden on. death. We got a sudden death. We, we have a sudden, sudden death. It's going to be the sudden biggest death. tool wins the pool. Let's go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Dahmer we, all of a we, sudden. I feel like we each got to get hardy. a card, right? Yeah. Yeah. This deserves yeah. a theme. It really does. Uh, the agony of defeat. All right, so how does this work? Me and Chi-Chi got to answer, right? It, I would think so, sure. Okay. Well, what do you mean we have to answer? Because if we do it, we're just going to pass the card to each other and we'll go infinity well, time. two for you just in case. Okay. I'll take two more. All right. Go ahead. Sudden death. Sudden death. Sprockets. This is the first. This is the Fives of the Week podcast first, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Wanted, wanted to make it special for everybody. <laughs> Don't whip out your hog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who has gone the longest without showering? Mm. Do we have to answer this? No, that's just those two. He's got to pass the card out. Actually, you know yeah. what? You get this is on you because we can go back and forth all day. So I'm leaving it right. up to you as the guest. <laughs> he gets to decide. <laughs> yeah. Is it one or, or just two one? Okay. This is it. You let these let these fuckers sweat it out a little sweat bit. It out Do a you bit. want to smell my armpits? I'm very clean. <laughs> For the record, I, I showered twice today. Please come home to Florida. Please come. You, you shit twice, you said? Showered. But the second shower was probably due to the <laughs> shite. You showered it today, dude? No. No? Did you pound your meat? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What do you mean? You picked out me? She can be the winner of the bad person. Bullshit, man. Hey man, the question was: Who was the oldest when they lost their virginity? 
How old were you? Doesn't matter. No. Fifty-five. Come on. Four and a half. Rolling. Rolling. So that, that's it. That's, that's it. So the that summer a, before kindergarten. That was the first time in, in the history that we've ever had to do that here on the show. We had a time. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, crazy man. Good job, Chi-Chi. All right. I feel, I feel bad. I feel like I... <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That's the idea of the game. <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. Swing, there's a drive to left. That one is long gone. Base hit in the right. 3,000 for Miguel Cabrera. Caught and so touchdown Detroit Lions. Time to meet and greet. All right, boys, here we are. We're going to open the table up for the sports portion of the show. Um, so today, obviously, was opening day for our beloved Detroit Tigers, who lost 6-3 to to Chris Sale and the Boston Red Sox. You know, um, I did not go down to opening day. Uh, save yourself some fights. Save myself uh, <laughs> some energy. And yeah, last, last year, I went down there, and a group of us got into a scrum, which I hate oh, no. doing. Too old for that shit. So I was like, you know what, yeah, even though I'm on vacation, I'm like, I'm just going to keep my ass at home this year, watch it on TV and putts around the house, you know, but uh, Tigers don't look that great. You know, Sammy, you and I, we talked about a little bit before we got on and uh, what do you guys think? What are you guys' expectations for the Tigers this year? Chi Chi, what do you think? 70 wins at the most. Yeah. What do you think yeah. their biggest downfall is? Is it everything? Is it they, have, they have holes everywhere. The ownership, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's Miggy's last year, you know, you think that maybe they would have maybe picked somebody up and did this and did that, but Something. they didn't. He had an RBI single today. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. In his in his last home opener. Pretty impressive. He's been solid, you know. Granted. Yeah. Did you, you know, guys you could tell by his body he's ready. He's yeah, ready yeah. I was just yeah. gonna say, I mean, if you've seen the opening ceremony and stuff like that, I was trying to watch that, the flyover. Mickey's a big boy, man. Yeah. He ain't he ain't yeah. in his best shape. He just man, he been hitting those taco stands and everything. Bro. <laughs> you think he's been, been at Texas deep Brazil? <laughs> oh, he's been at the Brazil for sure, man. He's, he may have been at the brothel too. <laughs> but yeah, Mickey's looking big. But you know, eating the bratwurst, right? right. <laughs> Taking it in the shrink. <laughs> you know, he's an iconic player. Did you guys happen to see where Nicholas Lindstrom, uh, Ben Wallace, um, I think it was uh, Calvin? Johnson and Miguel Cabrera, they did a ceremonial. You know, they do the pitch. Well, they had all four of these icon. Well, the three, Ben yeah. Wallace and uh, and the other guys I mentioned, they're Hall of Famers. Miggy obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm. What a cool picture that would have been to have That's those dope. dudes out there, man. Uh, Tigers, you know, they got a long way to go, man. They're still rebuilding, not a yeah. rebuild. Yeah. Avila fucked that team up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, he really yeah. did. He set us back years, man. Yeah. Sad. He really did. And then you got the Pistons who have 16 wins with three games to go. Yeah. I mean, Horrible. That's why we don't touch on it very often, but we need to. It's just, it's been so bad. I mean, what do they do at this point? You got Troy Weaver at the helm. Troy. You know, you got Dwayne Casey, <laughs> who has been a decent coach in the NBA, but this team is going nowhere yeah. fast. You know he, has I mean? nothing, he has nothing to work with. Yeah. It's the Cade Cunningham, you know, every two, three games in, the guy's hurt out for the season, this and that. Yeah. Who knows? How about the wings? What's new with the wings? 
I don't know. They, they seem to have a little bit of life in them, much better than last year, it looks like. But Struggling. Man, they just kind of pooped here at the end of the season. They didn't, uh, you know, when, when I think of hockey, I think of old 80s and 90s hockey, mm-hmm. throw it in the corner, mix it up, and physical hockey, and Bruce Brothers, and that's long gone. It's like ballet yeah. on ice now. Yeah. Remember the grind line? Oh, all yeah. The, the golden days, man. Yeah. Hockey Town was at the premium, you know. Yeah. Loved yeah. hockey growing up, man. And Probert. But I mean, God, like, was... all three of their lines back in the day were just strong. You know, yeah. Malty and all them other guys yeah. coming in, and now we got nothing. Yeah, you had your stars. You had Stevie Y, Sergey Kozlov, and then you Russian have, five. You'd have the you switch it to the Russian five, and then you have Lindstrom and Chelios and those guys. And there's so many different variations of of the wings, man. Um, so now, which is nice, it's a nice change. But the Lions are the focal point of Detroit mm-hmm. sports, and they're the most yeah. up and coming. And I really think we have a legitimate shot to really play some meaningful ball this year. With that being said, Chichi, you got the draft coming up. Um, a lot of people are chomping at the bit. We've all kind of given our, you know, expectations and thoughts on that thus far. Do you like where we're at at six? If you stay at six, who do you like? And if you move out of there, what are your options? Well, if they move out of there, they're going to have to get another pick within two or three picks from that. Yeah. But I think they need um, out, outside rushing on defense. So how about this? If you stay at six, who would you draft if they're available? Who do you, like? Who do you want? Who's your guy? I don't know. Not sure. No. See, for me, because it, it. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm go. I'm going Will Anderson, man, Alabama, Alabama. Yeah, he's just. A, I feel like he's the best defensive you, player in the draft. Do you draft. think he'll be there though? I don't think so. That's the thing. And there's other teams that need that defense, man, too. So yeah. it's not just us. You got the Cardinals the Car- there. Yeah, the Cardinals. We're looking at them. I think they'll, you know, they'll probably scoop him up because he's a generational talent. Those guys you don't want to just pass up on. But if the Lions, if you're the Lions and you got an ability to trade up to get him to three, I would get I don't really want to give up 18, but for that guy alone, I probably would do it. Yeah. Because I feel like he's that damn good. And that would really like solidify your defense. You did such a great job in free agency drafting or yeah. uh, signing these cornerbacks and bolstering that obviously you believe in Anzalone, so he's going to be your guy with Rodriguez and Barnes. And you can always get another linebacker later in the draft. Um, but if you can solidify your edge with the guys you already have, man, it looks potent on paper. You know, it would just have to come to fruition. Now, do you, you know? put much heed to these mock drafts that are going on? I've been paying attention. Is it just garbage? I mean, mock drafts are like assholes. Everybody's got right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, <laughs> Most true. folks suck. Yeah. Or stink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Because I've seen that there was two of them, and they were kind of similar. There was safety, safety, edge rusher. Um, I forget what the other one was, but most, two safeties. Yeah, yeah. Is there a big hole for safeties? Is that something no. I'm not aware of? I really don't think so, because you got Tracy Walker, you got Kirby Joseph. I think your, your two safeties are solid, and you got Sutton, Mosley, and um, Gardner Johnson now, who's like your, your the best one of the best nickelbacks in the league. And you got Okuda and Jacobs and all these guys coming back, so... I don't see it as a position of need. I really don't. Mock drafts are like the uh, NCAA basketball bracket. Yeah. How'd that, yeah. How'd that yeah. work out for you? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just, you know, but nobody knows. Well, they say Stroud's supposed to go first, right? 
the quarterback. Is yeah, that yeah. his name's Stroud? Yeah, CJ Stroud, yep. Bucks, Buckeyes. Yeah. Do you guys say so he doesn't uh, go first? <clears throat> you know, and then everything else gets fucked up. You know, you never who know. knows. I yeah. agree with you on these these mock drafts. I mean, if you look back at the mock drafts before an actual draft happens and you look at it after it happens, mm-hmm. I mean, they're close, but they're never going to go as cookie cutter yeah. as they think they're going to go. You yeah. know, because yeah. there's always a curveball when they're sitting in their war, you know, whatever they call it, war room. Yeah. You know, and yeah. all the owners are there and all yeah. the scouts mm-hmm. and the coaches and they got these giant ass boards up on the wall mm-hmm. with crossing names off and then they get a last second you know call from somebody about some guy's got a bad you know knee or something they mm-hmm. and then they start changing their game but did you guys watch the did you watch the uh final the the championship game for the college basketball the men's i know we talked about the women's earlier yeah uconn mm-hmm. 76 to 50 something right yeah. There. yeah that's always an exciting game even yeah. if i didn't really watch the whole tournament but it yeah. leads up to those two teams and they just balled out man yeah no i was i mean again san diego state props to them for getting there but this year again, man, this bracket was just so screwed there up. There were a lot of people yeah. got screwed up. Yeah, yeah, it was you, wild. You guys, you guys don't do bracket. I don't do a bracket. I, I, I haven't do done one in a long time. I don't know enough. Have about you heard it. anybody? You know, they always announce at the end there was a hundred people that got a perfect bracket. Have you heard? Is there anybody that no. had a perfect one? I, I don't think anybody got it this year. Yeah, but not a perfect one. Um, yeah, someone. I'm sure people picked UConn to win. You right. know, because they weren't no slouch, but. Um, yeah, I haven't actually filled out one per se, but you know, my picks were there, and I'm like. This is screwed up. I can't even do this anymore. Isn't yeah. it like just guessing though in a way, dude? Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like throwing a dart. You're like, well, eh, you, know you know there's going to be upset, so you just got to pick and yeah. choose where yeah. is that upset going to yeah. come. Yeah, because that one upset can affect the whole region, yeah. and you're screwed out of the money. Yeah. What about Joey Chestnut showing up to a Pistons game? I didn't hear that. Yeah, Joey Chestnut, you know, the hot dog guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he showed up at a Pistons game. That was a halftime entertainment thing for them. Uh, if there was a hot dog bracket, he'd be. Oh, no, he did. He went down, he like went down the floor. Lafayette Coney Island. I think he ate like, I don't know, 20 freaking Coney dogs in a minute or something. <laughs> they saw him at Lafayette. He came to do like a little promotion or something like that. I'm thinking, Jesus. I mean, you know, that's I think I'm going to go with the chicken right? wings what today. I'm kind of sick of these what dogs. If, what if we did a Telway dog eating contest on the Five Week podcast? I would love to do that. A what? I, a tell, you ever been to Telway? On uh, 12 and John R? No. Oh, oh dude. Oh, you're missing it. Yeah, it's it's Phenomenal. the bomb, and their gut, their gut bombs basically are slider burgers. It's like a, a local white castle. Oh, caramelized nice. onions Ooh, and pickle dude. and mustard and ketchup, and they're like they're little two-inch burgers like this, and when you get the brown paper bag, the grease is literally coming out of the bottom. Mm. I know it's, somebody who doesn't like tailways. Jesus. <laughs> 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 hey, my vet, bro. Oh, <laughs> Ford Ranger. Yeah. Vets. So you, got, you guys into golf at all? You got the oh, yeah. Masters is this weekend. Yeah. Tiger Woods decided he's back in it, right? Yeah. Did he make the cut? Did, do you know? I don't it even know. It was only round one today. Okay, but is Tiger Woods in it, though? He's not. You can't be eliminated. I don't know. Right? I, didn't, I didn't see the final scores, but... Um, yeah, he looked. He Look looked, out, Tiger Woods! Here he comes. Look at. Well, he said he's only going to do like the major um, championships now. Yeah, so he's not going to do no. Yeah, he's you know, not going to tour tweens. like yeah. week to week or every other week. Yeah, he, he even admitted that he's never going to be the golfer he was. He I'm just sure. wants to be involved well, with these big. He's tournaments. lucky to have his leg. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 But think how much money that guy brings to a tournament. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he fucking just puts his name on the on the you know yeah. on the card, and all yeah. of a sudden that's going to draw millions of dollars yeah. just because yeah, of who like he if, is. Like if he like if he played what here, that thing would be sold out in oh, minutes. God. Well, they minutes. used to play at no Oakland Hills and Warwick Hills yeah. out in Grand Blank and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah, where they play last year, like. 
Oakland Six and Hills? Detroit. No, no, Detroit. No, no, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, they have a big yeah. tournament. Yeah, it's the one off ninety four, right? I think it's the. I think it's by uh, U of D. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Now, Cheech, do you swing the sticks at all? Oh, yeah. no? Really? Oh, Where yeah. do you normally play around town? Uh, well, my league is at Cedar Glen, only because two guys in it. You're in a league. Their family. You're in a league. Their family owns it. Yes. Oh! <laughs> wow. He's in a league, and he knows people that own the golf course. Oh. <laughs> so, what kind of clubs you have, man? Oh, I have. Uh, <laughs> what kind of sticks are you singing? What, what, what do you do got I, there? Swinging. What do I have? Not not tailor mains. I can't. No. I can't think of what I have. You probably got them Callaways. Top, you pro- Callaways. I have Callaways. Yeah. I'm probably. They're one old. Of, they're probably. I'm one of the sharpest dressed old. golfers there is, and I totally suck. Yeah, and you, you can attest to that because we got were, the Nike fit. Callaways. How you look, my brother. It's all. It's right. dressed. You know, to play the part, but I don't. I don't play very yeah. good. And chaos. You, when's the last time you played golf? It's been a few years, man. That sucks. Yeah, I used to be so good at golf. So when we I was in the league, remember that? We, yeah, we were in the league. league, man. Made nice chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had this old fucker. And I don't remember these his guys name. are like all pipe fitters, and right? Yeah. Hey, hey, you guys want to quit screwing around? They would be playing behind us and stuff, and then we'd you know sink a good putt and or a chip, and the guy would go, "Nice chip." Turn around. Who the fuck was that one? You're messing up my game, what homie. What was that old guy? Hans or? Oh, like the German guy? He's so pissed at us. You two need like, to get your Wiener schnitzels off this course. <laughs> You're wrecking the league. You guys are you were playing for serious times. I was just Jimmy. talking about this today with him. My son he, and his friend, he's like, yeah, I go to golf lessons and shit. Oh, yeah? Mikey? No, uh, his buddy. Oh. I took Mikey last year for the first time. He's okay. actually pretty good. Did he like he it? He might have a future in it. What about fish? What about your brother Jeff? When he this guy never picked up a club in his life, maybe outside of a putt putt place. He's got like uh, I call them tree legs. You know what I mean? Like they're just planted in the ground. Fucking happy Gilmore is more like an arm. So really? it's either a deep bomb or it's fucking going straight into the oak woods breast. Yeah. So like, he was trying to make a putt with a goalie stick. I'm like, to put it back in your fucking bag, yeah. would you? <laughs> so the, the funny thing about golf, when I was younger, I used to caddy when I was like 13. Because we live by Hillcrest Country Club, which is no longer there. I thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) And they had caddy day on Monday. So they closed the course and caddies were just set loose and go ahead and knock yourself out. And uh, man, I used to play some pretty decent golf. I swear to God, get up there, grip it, rip it and not think. And the older you get, the more you think, the more you overthink. And you get real shitty and you suck real quick. So no, I'm I'm just Don't I'm you like mean? my back's tightened up, so it's it's all arms. I have my yeah. the twist and the hips you need to explode. I don't have a fucking beast. Don't you to be a beast. You just got to go out there and just like, kind of just cut it loose and just be loose with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because if you overthink it, you'll get pissed real fast. Yeah, so that's you what hear I the term "old man golf." That's where I'm at now. Slow the swing down. Yeah, let the club do the work because the equipment these days are. When when I was young, I mean there was. I think my first set of garage sale clubs were Rams and they were blades. Oh, I remember they, that brand. They don't have cavity backs now and they're forgiving and you got plus and minus and yeah. off toe and right. yeah, you can you can make up for a lot of evils in your swing with the modern equipment. You know what's crazy? And I think about golf. <clears throat> when I used to work at seven up, I won a Callaway driver. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was the big birth and it was like the club. Like if you got that, you're like the club. club. It was the club. There was three dance floors in this club. Was, <laughs> the girls were everywhere. They were clean, clean, very clean. They had blue hair. The kids wait outside. 
it was fucking crazy. So I get this Callaway driver, and I'm like so proud of this club. The only good club I have in my whole bag, and an Evian bag. Do you remember yes, I won an Evian bag? So I, I was pimping, man. That motherfucking white Evian bag. I had my foot joys that were white. I mean, I looked like. I mean, I looked. I was fresh. The sock with the little bag fuzzy. matches shoes. Right. Ankle, ankle sock with a little fuzzy ball on the. Yeah, end. man. Uh, yeah. I was. I was looking solid. So. One day, I was ready to go out and play our league, as a matter of fact, and I'm right. looking for my club, and I can't find my club. And I'm like, oh, fuck, well, did I leave it somewhere? And then I, I hear tink in the backyard, tink in the backyard. <laughs> my daughter, Brienne, is out there fucking hitting rocks with this thing. <laughs> Come on. I ain't lying. Come on. I ain't lying. I said, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Pretty much. And so I'm like, wait a minute, man. She was hitting my fucking rocks with my club, and this thing had dents all in the head and everything like that. And Come then on. I kid you not. And then I, I was just like, okay, she's a kid. I understand. So then we start playing golf together. I'm using the same club, still trying to keep it fresh, right? And I'm at Four Lakes Golf Club up there in Kimball Township, mm. and I went to tee off, and then the fucking club head fell off. It went right into the oh, drink. Man. The club head went further than the ball. I went and swung and hit it. And I hit this thing, and the damn club head fell off. You should have grabbed the driver out of her bag and started hitting the rocks. <laughs> I was like, well, there was a full circle story there. She started with hitting the rocks, and I'm using this thing still like it's going to work. And then I go to tee off, and the club head falls off. Oh, no. It was doomed, man. <laughs> that was like a, back then, that was like a $400 club. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, good so, club. Chi-Chi, since you golf, is it important to get a solid driver? Is that a good, no, good investment or no? Because I'm still swinging a Tommy Armour, Brett. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> these guys, it's funny. Like they'll, it's funny like, they'll show up, like they'll buy these $700 drivers. Sure. and Yeah. It's funny oh, you talk I can't, about that. I can't hit it. I can't hit it. Give me that fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it. The fucking club works. It's you. You don't keep right. your head down. So, yeah. so you're, you're a pretty good golfer then, right? I'm okay. Are you a scratch? Like, what's, your, have, what's, what's I, your handicap? Huh? I don't even know. You just go out there and play? I just go out there and play. That he's shit. Right it's funny. He's that's right about, you talk no, about the driver. Um, I know a guy. Uh, I'm a I'm a good guy in a in a scramble. <laughs> some, <laughs> days you, can, you, some, some days I can. Some days I can pitch. Like some days I can I can crush it off the tee. So yeah. my buddy Mitch, he's a left-hander. He doesn't even have a driver because he sucks off the tee. Hmm. But he's awesome. He's money with his iron. So. He'll go four or five iron off the tee all day and he'll par. Drive oh, for shit. show, putt for dough, right? right? Yeah. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. Now, what about bowling? You guys ever been good in the, like, ever loved bowl? I used to love the bowl. We were on a league yeah. too, yeah. right? I was on a league in high school. Yeah. Where, I mean, high game. What's your high game? Bowl. Mine? Yeah. Um, I think I got a 280. Where's that drop? Mid 280s. No. Yes. You suck, dude. Nope. I'm old with you. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you are not that good. You fucking you you are lying. <laughs> we had not, not we, your we series, <laughs> one game. Right. right. If Across you the street, it was a Gratiot between 16 and the curve on Gratiot. It's not even there anymore. What was it called? Fountain View. Not Fountain View. It was Gratiot. Frontier. 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 It was a men's league, and I was in my young 20s. Then it was the sign of the That was the first transgender league he was involved with. down the street. I used to roll. I used roll. They turned it into a Dairy Queen overnight. So they turned it into a drag queen. Drag queen bingo. Come on, and we'll shine your balls. Blood lights on the house. No, he was actually a good bowler. We bowled, and I remember, remember that league we used to bowl at uh, right next to the, um, what's the restaurant over there? The, um, oh, the, the, the uh, Harbor House. The Harbor House. Fountain View, right? Fountain View. Mm -hmm. We were on a league together, and you would have a couple ringers in this bowling league. Like, literally, they, this dude, one guy, remember that guy looked like, uh, 
His hair was always perfect. Uh, he looked like Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Right. This dude can't walk in with four balls. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. When he took them out, like he put off. I remember balls. that. He had a spare ball. He had one for that. Jesus. This Sometimes dude had balls. And, and geez, he was the ringer on this league. Like anytime you played against a guy, the whole team sucked except for him. And he carried the whole team to a wow. victory. And he's fucking used to Kenny pitch, Rogers. He got, his, he got his ticket called for strike ball. It's like, ah, shit. Yeah. The guy's up again. Yeah. Kenny Rogers is yep. up on and the he, strike he ball. he won the jackpot, right? Because yeah. he fucking got the strike ball. But this guy was in this he league. And he should have never. It's young married couples, a couple, you know, older people. Mom and dad were in that league yeah. at one point, and it was kind of fun. My sister and G yeah. Love was in this league, uh, Philly. And this guy would show up, and it's like, <laughs> he just show up like, whoa, man, there's Kenny Rogers. You know? And he just you show up, and, and you knew you were doing it. But you know the best no thing about bowling alleys? I love the french fries at a bowling alley. Oh, Something uh, about the fries and the yeah. pizza. The pizza? Yeah, the pizza's yeah, always pizza. good. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's fries are ready for lane 16. <laughs> fries are ready for lane 16. And then that one, one, man, that motherfucker eating like a damn pig. That's his third order. <laughs> <laughs> damn. It's all about the barf. Motherfucker, the fat motherfucker can't bowl. Over there, greasy ass fingers. There's something about bar food, though. Yeah. I took my grandma out to eat last week, and she's like, you're taking me a bar, Michael. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is a restaurant. It has a bar in it. And my mom drives up like she was going to catch some game. I'm like, Ma, come on, you're going for a fucking burger over here. The whole time she's sitting there, she's like, Michael, I think those older men are looking at me. <laughs> but she's like, she's raving about this burger she got. They're like, looking at your burger. <laughs> right. You know, I try to explain this to people like in my mom's gen, you know, like, you know, the 70 some year old. She freaks out when she sees prices on these menus now. She's like, oh my God. Yeah. You see the price of this food? I'm like, mom, it's 2023. I mean, you know, I you know. can't even go to fucking McDonald's and get a mm -hmm. Big Mac. Not that I want that shit anymore, but you know what I'm saying? It's 10, yeah, 11 it's 12 bucks. bucks for the fucking combo. Dude, right? it's a McBread. Yeah, There's no meat on this thing. Yeah. There's nothing there. And uh, it's like, it just changes the dynamic. She loved that hamburger though. Cheech, slide that mic out a little bit. I'm tasting your nose here. Oh, brush. yeah. I thought Darth Vader. <laughs> I thought C. Rebel was in the house. Fuck you guys, man. It's a beautiful thing. Hold on. I mean, it just, it's I crazy. I just my nose hairs this morning, too, though. <laughs> Hold on. A couple I mean, claws fuck you, you're in here. You might as well take his fucking spot for this one. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta take out. You gotta take out. I was watching Star Wars. We got the draft coming up. You're gonna have to get me on here. I can't do the 10th, 11th, or 12th. Yeah, man. Again, I apologize. I never met you, so I'm just peer pressure. Peer <laughs> don't pressure. worry. There'll be We're an episode. You'll, okay. and you'll, just, you'll be I like how Sam was looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make eye contact with yeah. you, but uh, yes. it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's beautiful. It. You know, I identify as a Jew sometimes. <laughs> it wasn't me. My last name is Sam Bernstein. 1 800 call oh. Sam. Oh. There goes the Yiddish uh, show. population now. For God's sake. You got a search for the audience. I'm more of a Richard. You know, we are in 14 countries. Come on. I'm more of a Richard Bernstein kind we're of a losing, guy. We're losing viewers every day. Which. Small hands. <laughs> well, good thing the camera's off. Well, with that being said, Chi Chi, Big T, I want to thank you guys again for coming in. 
Um, with that being said, we're probably going to wrap it, it up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> say goodbye. Uh, remember to email us at fivesaweekpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Love y'all. Be good. Time to turn down the sheets. And I will spank my butt holy looking. That's all, folks. Come my eyes, motherfucker.